The following podcast, though presented by Tamed Idiots, is intended for mature audiences. The opinions presented in this podcast are not intended to sway anyone's opinions as the people presenting them are kind of dumb. The topics that are presented and the opinions that are expressed are intended for entertainment purposes and should be considered satire. Some of these stories may be exaggerated. It's up to you to determine which ones. Though we are not professionals, we have a combined total of 240 years of being stupid. Do not try this at home, and please proceed with caution. Welcome to the Absurdly Average Podcast. My name is Akil, and you're joining myself and the Merry Band of Morons as we come at you with another week of sheer stupidity, hilarity, and other ease that I have no idea of. Today, we're going to be doing a Ask Reddit kind of thing. So last week, we did the uh, Am I the Asshole, and that was a lot of fun. And so this week, we're going to do the Ask Reddit. Now, you're joining myself, you're joining Yanni, Tony, Cotier, Spatuli, and Biggin as we bring you the hard-hitting questions coming from Ask Reddit. Before we get started, I want to do a couple of little announcements, though. First of all, above all else, I do want to wish my boy CJ and his wife and have them a congratulations for their new, their new child. It is Charlotte, and that is their brand new baby. Congratulations. This episode is for y'all. So there is that. I hope whenever you guys listen to this, it brings a little smile to your face. I appreciate the support that you and the family have given us on the podcast and on stream. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. And please, when, you know, when acceptable or whatever, just give us, give her a little hug from all of us. Thank you. Now, uh, for all of y'all that are joining us as well, we stream and we do this podcast live every single Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we would love to have your answers and everything like that. And, uh, you know, interact with us join in on the podcast you know why not i read them all out loud anyway but we're going to be covering some ask reddit topics and going from there so the first one we're like we're just jumping right in and honestly uh we don't even have to go in order on this one as we normally have for a lot of our topics whoever just starts talking fucking run it but the first thing is what are some things in movies that just bother you to no fucking degree stupidity of people around clips when transmissions have 30 gears. Stupidity of people in horror movies. <laughs> That's a big one, yeah. Every, every horror movie is going to have a stupid blonde chick in it. Or how every gun in the movies never has to be reloaded when it needs to be reloaded. So Ari, Ari literally was like, Akil, you do this to all the movies ever since John Wick started doing it right. And I'm like, yeah, like... Every time I go back and watch old older movies or action flicks or whatever, all of a sudden you have a fucking, let's say a Beretta or a Glock or something, where at most you're at 16. And all of a sudden the firefight's going on for the next 20 minutes. You haven't reloaded your unlimited clipazine and you're like, what the fuck? This doesn't make sense. Like, it really does irk the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what? Facts. So what is something in movies that irks the shit out of you, Cotier? Oh, Fuck off. Okay. So, okay. Like, fucking horror movies? I wonder what's in the basement. Okay. Don't go in the fucking basement! Hold on, though. Like, just any of the fucking obvious shit. No, listen. Have you ever seen any movie from the 80s or the 90s? Like, come on. Like, any. Like, there's, there's shit that is, like, so fucking obvious common sense. Like, don't do that shit, okay? Like, just don't fucking do it. Don't be an idiot. 
have these people in the movies never seen a horror movie before? Do they not exist in these worlds? Yeah, no, horror movies do not exist Come within on. horror movies. <laughs> like, it's just... But that's not true, though, because, like, the entire fucking concept of Scream, wasn't it, like, uh... Or one of the Scream movies, wasn't it, like, some, like, horror aficionado was, like, this is how you really do it kind of deal? Like, maybe... I, I fucking can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen any of those fucking movies. But, like... But, like, seriously, like, just come on. Like, use... Like, common... People in movies that don't use common sense, that's what's fucking irks me, man. Whether it's a fucking horror movie or not. Well, that's because common sense is a rarity today in general. Common sense in and of itself is its own superpower, and it pisses me off to no end. Just... God, God damn. Okay, but can we talk about how in scary movies it's always the white people that want to investigate the noise? I have to throw it out there. I'm so sorry. Well, can we also talk about how all, like the black person's always the first one to die? Yeah, you know, that's pretty shitty too. Yeah, actually, um... No, see, my problem is is the unarmed white people always want to go to investigate. Because I know, <laughs> I'm white. I, I know a lot of fucking white people, okay? The, the ones that don't own guns are never the ones that are like, maybe we should see what the fuck's going on out there. It's always those fucking idiots that have a, a small country's military arsenal in our in our closet that's like, hey, let's go find out what the fuck's going on out here. But allegedly. Ale yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Nighttime allegedly. also said in chat, uh, I can't stand comedy screams when people are in life and death situations. Like I, I can I can get that. Um, I think another one, another like trope thingy, and maybe it's not a trope thingy, but it's always like the the shitty fall that happens all the time in like every horror or action movie or something. Like you you almost can call out when that one person is about to just trip over air and then fall. And I'm like, come on. Like, I get it from the eighties, but come on, we don't need to keep doing it. But maybe that's just me. Again, my biggest movie gripe is still the one million rounds in a fucking sixteen round magazine. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Or, or when that's you one thing. That's one thing that they fucking got right when it comes to like John Wick and movies like that. John Wick was the only one that did it right. Mm. That's because John or uh, Keanu Reeves can actually fucking shoot like that. Well, yeah, yeah like he actually went to training for it. Yeah, he yeah, goes, he trained. He trained with some. Uh, Terrence with some tactical. people that, yeah, he trained with some of them good, good people. Yeah, Terrence Tactical um, is awesome, and yeah, you should, if, if, if anybody hasn't seen it that is listening or watching to this, uh, look up, like, Keanu Reeves' uh, Terran Tactical training and watch him run a three-gun course. Um, <laughs> he is damn good at it. He does a great job. Yeah, but but how much fucking training did he do to do that too, right? Oh, like, that's the important love. that's the important thing right there. Is like oh, he fucking trained for like work. six or seven months leading up to the first movie just to fucking learn how to do that shit. What's crazy? That's impressive like, as fucking fuck. John Wick is the closest thing I think I would ever understand to a civilian quote unquote operator. Like or uh, I guess Keanu, not John Wick. But like he's trained to the point where like He's got that muscle memory. He actively reloads. He's hitting his targets. He's one, moving. one of the advantages Keanu had was, if and if I'm not mistaken, Keanu is actually a firearm enthusiast. 
So, like, when he was training for John Wick and going through all this, he already knew a lot of this. Like, he had already, like, run three-gun courses and stuff like that. It was just a hobby of his. And then, oh, of, see, course, like, well, of course, when he got the role, then he doubled down on his training and stuff like that because, like, to, yes, to be as good as he is running a three-gun course takes a lot of practice. Look, if I had Keanu kind of money, I oh. would definitely be like, hey... I need some people that technically don't exist to teach me how to do the proper wiggle. Like, please. That would oh, be yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I do not. So, yeah. If, no. I, if I had that kind of money, I would be at the range weekly. Yeah, because you could actually afford ammo now. Yeah, exactly. That's what keeps me from going to the range and training like I want to is uh, money. Yeah, ammo prices still are fucking garbage. We uh we started to add up the amount of money we shot uh over the Memorial Day weekend, and I was like, "Huh." Well, every that time was you bad. pulled the trigger on that Barrett was about twenty bucks. I know that much. To, yeah, like to yeah, it was. It's you get ten, and like each round is like I think twelve or fifteen bucks, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, this entire box of fucking fifty cal right now is just oh. But granted, it was fun as fuck though. I will give uh, them nighttime... kudos for having a damn suppressed Barrett. That was impressive. I mean, it added more weight, but ultimately, I was just sitting there just this. Well, thing that is... suppressor is almost as much as that gun, and that's about a fifteen thousand dollar rifle. Yep, yep. The entire rifle, I think, was uh. Priced together with everything, uh, granted, with the shitty sights and stuff, which I talked to the range master about, and he's like, yeah, it's a, it's just a sight that, like, regular people who are walking in can get a, get in on and see a, see a fucking dot. Because it was a fucking, um, it was just a red dot. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an ACOG or anything like that, just a red dot. Uh, ACOG. And so, right. It was a red a- dot with a, a flip down, right? Like a two Yes, down? yes. Yeah. ACOGs and- in that situation are useless anyways. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, I'd rather, pre- I prefer the ACOG over the fucking little red dot that I had, though. At least I would have been able to get in a little tighter. My grouping wasn't too bad, though. But, um, Nighttime, Nighttime said, if slow-mo walking Jason Voorhees is after you, just fucking run and don't stop. Uh, don't stop and hide and get killed like a dummy. And also, show me a movie where the main character dies unceremoniously. Not everyone gets last words in. Yeah, not to mention... The other thing which the I think the only movie that actually made fun of it was The Incredibles. But when bad guys just monologue all the time, like, stop monologuing. You don't need to do a big end of the world I beat you speech. Just kill the good guy. Can yeah. you can you do that for once, please? And then also, um, in that same vein of the monologuing, everything like that. If you if these bad guys have the upper hand, just kill the good guy. Just just finish it. Like there's no reason to not you're you're hindering yourself bad guys. And this is for bad guys out there all the time listening to this cuz I know there's like at least one. Uh, writes down notes. <laughs> <laughs> but like if nah, I've got if the audio transcript your, going. Like, <laughs> right? But like if you're gonna if you're gonna get your entire plan underway and you are you know you're the biggest adversary against you is at your mercy, don't brag about it. Just fucking dome rock the motherfucker and then finish off your evil plans. Yes, monologue see Yeah. Monologuing is actually one of the biggest things in anime I can't stand. Like, I love anime, 
But if we could get rid of some of the monologuing, because every character has to have like a one episode monologue, and I'm just oh like, oh my god, yes. I hate that I'm agreeing with you because, like, even my favorite anime, one of my two favorite anime, three favorite animes, all uh, oh, my favorite animes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, the, like, like the one that comes to mind the most to me right now is Hunter Hunter, and like I get, and I'm I'm mainly talking about the Chimera Ant arc. Um, anybody that's seen it knows what the hell I'm talking about, and I can kind of understand why it happens in the series because, um, they were already they were catching up to the manga <laughs> so they were like dragging out the the anime but oh my god it's like you've got to have like half an episode of your internal monologue and then half an episode of your external monologue <laughs> and then the or next how about in every fight fucking they're just like having flashbacks in the middle of them like rocking somebody's shit yeah or like they get they they get attacked and then they're sit there and they have this internal monologue of exactly what just happened. You're like, bro, we just saw what happened. I was there, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was there. <laughs> so, all right. Um let's I unless anyone else has anything for what are things in movies. I know we had a one more in chat from Scott where in the movie Mystery Men, they killed the primary good guy right at the beginning. No monologuing, just killed him. So I can yeah. appreciate that. Like, that's some shit I can really, really appreciate. Um, on the second thing, again, for those of y'all who are just joining us or whatever, we're just uh, rolling through some Ask Reddit shit and giving our opinions on them. So what life-changing item can you buy for under 100 bucks? Fuck. Not everybody go at once. Somebody go first. <laughs> well, it depends. How dark do you want me to go here? <laughs> I felt like someone was going to say condoms, but that's about as dark as I was going to go. I mean, you could spend $5 on a gallon of bleach. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, that is life-changing. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, that's a little, that's a little fucked, but you know what? That's, that is an I'm not sure I want to know what that's this. referring to. Wow. I mean, he's not wrong. It is a life-changing item you can buy for 100 bucks. Holy shit. I mean... That okay, or, so, well, that was you, fucking dark. <laughs> That's why I asked how dark do you want it to be? And he, he said condoms. <laughs> yeah, I said condoms and I thought that was kind of whatever, but still. You can oh, go skydiving for the rest of your life if you don't bring a parachute. I mean, true. <laughs> uh, no, but, I mean, well, I get, well, technically, right? All right, a toothbrush. Right? That's life-changing if you never brush your goddamn teeth, because bad oral hygiene leads to disease. That's You get a toothbrush for a dollar. I uh, mean, okay. Speaking I, speaking to your average convention-goer, deodorant? <laughs> Valid. And uh, Scott said uh, a really good Swiss Army knife for a multi-tool. Which well, I, I don't know with. how that I can change your life unless you're in a life-changing scenario. I mean, okay, I will say it is a good utilitary item or utility item to have on your person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is a thing. Like, granted, it may not be life-changing immediately, but, like, it is always the companion you're probably going to need at some point. So I maybe it does count. Uh, Nighttime said a hit of acid for five bucks, life-changing. Uh, I mean, not wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, from... He's... 
from people that I've spoken to that have done a drug, like they've told me that that particular one is life changing. So, you know, not as right. life changing as DMT. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Like, DMT is just an acronym for where the fuck you want it to be. So, <laughs> what? Spatuli is basically is saying, yeah. he was saying it can be an acronym for whatever you want, so it may not be referring to the same DMT that you may be thinking Dimethyltryptamine, next question. Well, no, I know that stands for asshole. He's saying it could stand for, like, I don't know, do my toaster strudels. I don't know, like, you do know, my taxes. Yeah, exactly. I got a DMT this weekend, bro. I got a DMT this weekend. Hold on. A really good accountant is fucking life-changing. I'll throw that one out there. That is absolutely fact. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go life-changing, I don't think you can get it for under $100, but you can go the Mr. Popo route in a literal gallon of LSD. I, I mean... Yeah, I feel like <laughs> all these squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. Make a circle. How did all these squares make a circle? Kami, <laughs> tell me yeah. I can leave. Uh, Mr. Popo, you can, you can leave. leave the Shut the fuck up! Don't tell me what to do. Do, bitch. You know this is rough because, like, I don't think there is besides psychedelics or hallucinogens or something like that for under a hundred bucks something that's life-changing like life-changing is a big super high bar to set and either you get that from life experience or you get that once like you've earned a little bit more than a hundred bucks although we we could go practical right so it depends and then i guess it all depends on what life-changing is to that person in that you know year they're alive essentially or they're how old they are for example like you're 16 for less than 100 dollars, you get your license that changes your life forever yeah okay that's fair yeah you know that what that's yeah that i mean shit because it's it's hard it's a hard thing to quantify like when is it life-changing and what exactly is life-changing to the person yeah. because I mean, there there's some dive restaurants out there, like those hole-in-the-wall restaurants, where, like, for 20 bucks, you'll have the dirtiest fucking restaurant you've ever been in with the most delicious food you've ever had. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's so, like... I, that, that's the advice I always give to people when they go... Uh, people that I know, they're like, oh, we're going to go to, like, Louisiana. You know, they want, like, Cajun food. I'm like, look, right around until you look what... Look, see what looks like a garage attached to somebody's house that has a sign that says like cajun food on it i said don't go to anything like fancy that looks nice i said you want to go somewhere that has a health inspection score of about two mm-hmm. and that's going to be the best cajun food you'll ever get in your life i mean in my experience it's been that way with uh with hole in the wall mexican restaurants too Hell yeah. like sure. the more the more english the staff doesn't speak and the dirtier the restaurant is you know you're about to get the best Mexican food of your fucking life. So there is that. Uh, drinking mucho tanqueré. So, okay, that is life-changing, because if you drink enough, you might just, you know, die. I can't drink tanqueré. I, I can't. Um, but anybody else? Life-changing item for under 100 bucks. Approximately fucking. 0.77 grams of uranium-235. Oh, my fucking God, Yami. <laughs> Did you, did you look up the cost of uranium? No, I just know it. 
Wait, <laughs> what? That's somehow... <laughs> I feel like I feel like if either answer, whether Yanni had said yes and he looked it up, that would have been like, damn, hey. Yanni, you did some research. But the fact that he's like, no, and then now you're led with more questions, like, why the fuck do you know because the going rate? I oh, yeah, we know these things. Oh, that's right. Okay. Whew. He's a chemist. I went from what a nerd to holy shit. Watch list like me and a keel type shit real fast when he said no. And now no, I mean, well, okay. If we're being completely honest, if there ever were to be like someone who could pull off being the ultimate supervillain, it's gonna be Yanni. Like, let's put got it the out voice there. For it. Not got only the, the voice, he got it. the fucking brains, dude. Like, and I could yeah. supply him. I, that's the thing. Yeah. We're all gonna be henchmen. We're gonna be the idiots that are like. Can I be your hey, head of security? Yes. Tony would definitely be like ops man. You get to drive my evil management. truck. Yes! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Tony oh, would be in charge shit. of like, hey, I need this thing over there to not be over there anymore. And Tony's like, me, 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 boss, me. And then he just throws Tony like a Pokeball out there at him. <laughs> my preferred weapon. As you know, uh, there are many weapons. That exist on this planet. <laughs> but none as great as the P. Pfeiffer Zaliska 600 Nitro Express Revolver, of which <laughs> I want one. Oh, God. Now, for the low, low price of $3,000, Yanni, I can get you that. I can get you two of them equipped on a Tony. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Tony, my noble steed. We shall ride into battle and make things I not exist. <laughs> I got a small Kevlar vest with a saddle on the back and guns on the fucking saddlebags. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time, guys. On Meesback. It was glorious. On back. Yeah, honestly, I don't know, man. What could be life-changing for under 100 bucks? Yeah, honestly, I the only thing I could say I, is maybe difficult. like... Maybe this really good podcast. tires on your car. Okay. For under 100 bucks? Really? Hold on. Yeah, what kind of tires you oh, buy, wait, bro? No, yeah. wait, for a, no, no, you're right. Under a hundred bucks, you can't find good tires. So no, Under, even my idea. Yeah, is out. I mean, I mean, okay, I guess. Oh, look, depending oh, on your fairly, insurance or where a you live. Fairly lives. decent, a fairly decent uh, air conditioner. Ooh, okay. True. Okay, or therapy. Ooh, therapy in Canada, honestly, maybe. Some people, some people do need like a good, a good session of therapy, and that shit can be life changing. Hey, look, no, actually, or, I agree like, with look, that. Look, look, oh yeah, that too, right? But look, Mike, look, I have good insurance. My therapy cost me zero dollars. But that's, Oh, shit, yours is comp? Yeah, full 100%. Nice. Anything mental, I get for free. Well, not really Hell free, because yeah. I pay a fucking month, but still. It ain't no $400 a visit like some yeah, people. Yeah, I think therapy on my, my insurance is just like your copay, which is like 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, like, whether it's physical therapy or uh, mental therapy, uh, mine's like a $20 copay. Yeah. So it's not bad. Yeah. Oh my god, I've never thought I would, like, if you told, like, 15-year-old me that I would have a group, a group of guys that I game with and also talk about a podcast, and one day I would say the sentence, I have a $20 copay, I would have <laughs> shot my future self. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. And I'm guess so what? Old. That could have been done for less than $100. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 wait! So how, 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 how young are we talking here? Because when I was an eight, when I turned eighteen, I had like my first job. I had phenomenal insurance. I've always had phenomenal insurance. So, 
Like, what yeah, age think, are we no. talking here? I mean, my first three jobs, I was not insured. My first two jobs, I was paid under the table, so... No? Well, I mean, yeah, like, the high school jobs, I, w- I didn't have it because I was still on my parents' insurance. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, this is, like, the first time in my life where I actually have really good insurance that's not fucking $800 a month. Uh, fucking valid. Yeah, dude. Fucking insurance price... Uh, a month. It, really, it's all determined like who you work for and how many people work for them because it's like, it's stupid, man. I it it's almost ununderstandable on how much they could charge for insurance. Even 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 if your current employer is paying fifty percent and you're still paying like eight hundred dollars a month, what the fuck? Sixteen hundred dollars a month? Yeah, exactly. Out of here. Like that's. I feel like that's an entire different episode right there on just how insurance is a fucking racket. But one hundred percent. It's like. We're not diving into that one right now, but do we have any other life-changing items for under a hundred bucks before we move on to the next one? Okay, so you—that's a pretty difficult one. You have been given creative canon control over Harry Potter's universe, all of the canon, and you get to add one unnecessary fact to that universe. What little thing do you add to it? Guns in the U.S. are easy to get. What is? Guns in the U.S. are easy to get. Oh, wait, what? In Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. In the Harry, in Harry Potter canon. Yeah. Fantastic so, Beasts counts, and they were in the U.S. in the first one. Oh, they that were. That is true. They were. Yep. Okay. okay, okay, okay. And in the timeline, it was easier to get guns from the U.S. to the U.K. Because you have oh. to remember, this, this takes place... In like the seventies and ni- or the eighties and the nineties, like late eighties, early nineties, or some shit. Okay, like I think like the uh, the the fifth or the last book uh, takes place in like ninety seven. Okay, nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. Thank you. So you just want the UK to be able to import all kinds of firearms from? No, the I'm just saying that Harry Potter, uh, Harry, could have probably taken out Voldemort with a good solid shot to the head. I guns. have said that for we, years. Yeah. Once. yeah. Can we yeah, take okay. a second and discuss why wizards don't carry fucking heat, bro? Yeah. yeah okay. Like, like what's you're with the Avada Kedavra? Just... Shit, bitch. Yeah. Like, you're about to get Avada Kablammed. Like, get out of here. Avada Hold on. That needs to also... There's so many t-shirt ideas that we're getting. Again, Avada Kablam. Yeah, Avada Kablam, we can put on the website, like, tomorrow. If someone gets me a fucking design for Avada Kablam... Fucking send it to me. I'll have it made and thrown on the website. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's Holy so shit. So good. Yeah, um, that was my biggest question. Why didn't Wizards pack heat? You know? No, it didn't make I sense agree. to me. Because, like, canonically, if you ever watched Harry Potter, they focus. Yeah. They, they, they can't do anything without magic. Like, yeah, there, there's like the, that's the, what I'm the, saying. There's the famous post that goes around that, like, Voldemort had to use advanced magic to kill a baby. They were on the second story of a house. Do you know how fragile babies are? Pick it up and toss it out the window. But no, we had to use advanced, like, dark magic to do it. Like, what the hell? I'm not condoning that either, but, like, it's just... The most powerful bad dude got fucking obliterated because of mom's love. And instead of trying to just cast a spell, he literally could have thrown anything at a baby or thrown the baby. Yeah. Like, that, that, that first Harry Potter book would have been, and then the baby died, the end. 
that's it. Series done. Like, fuck. But no, Voldemort had to be all stupid spell. Wait, it's a stupid spell. I love the name though. It Wait, why is it a stupid spell? Okay, okay, Akil. Imagine if you have all of these interesting magic power. Your world, you're in a world building session, and you have all these strange magical powers that do a variety of such things that you become a situational fight where you have to kill your opponent by taking advantage of the environment and using a variety of spells. Now imagine that world building, but then you just add a death spell and it's like everyone can fucking use it. No, 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 you forgot the counterpoint to that. You're not supposed to use it. The protagonist literally uses like unacceptable spells in the sixth book. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, because there's like however many of the spells you're not supposed to use, like the torture one or whatever, or Crucio. Crucio. Yeah, and it's like, well, what the hell is stopping someone from doing it besides this moral high ground of, oh, I guess I was told in school not to use it, so I'm not going to use it. It's not like the forest where the more you start using dark side powers, the more you're tempted and corrupted by the dark side, and that's why you don't do it. It's just in Harry Potter, it's a big finger-wagging, no, 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 well, you don't do this. So, 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 canonically. It's like the 40K equivalent of the space book says this is bad. No, because if you, <laughs> if you happen to go against the space book, you might get crushed by followers of the, you know, false emperor. So, you know, there is, there's a little more do not fuck with us in 40k at least. So, so, True. canonically, if everything works like it's supposed to, you know how, like, underage wizards have the, the trace on them that they're supposed yeah. to be able yeah, yeah, yeah. to, um, you know, they can, they can tell when somebody uses magic, not at Hogwarts and stuff like that. Yep. So canonically, if everything worked like it was supposed to, the government, like the Ministry of Magic, is supposed to have a trace on dark magic. So in uh, the Impervious Curse, the Cruciatus Curse, and uh, the Killing Curse are all supposed to have traces on them, theoretically. But as a nice parallel to um, our own world, um, the government is incompetent and nothing works like it's supposed to. So... Well, There's not to mention, answer. if you put a trace on the guns I lost in the lake, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> but Just yes, the, the, theoretically and canonically, there should be should be traces on the the uh, unforgivable card, like the three uh, unforgivable spells. Jesus Christ. Now, I will say this. Um... As far as this question itself goes, because I'm pretty sure we could do a deep dive into Harry Potter and pick it apart. And maybe that'll be another podcast episode. But as far as this, because we started to derail and I'm trying to I'm trying to course correct quick. It is an unnecessary fact that you get to add in the world of Harry Potter. So Scott actually put Mandalorian just gets shoved into star uh, into Harry Potter. <laughs> and now you've got Mando's now you've got Mando's versus uh, wizards, which that would be fun for me to watch. I would love to watch it Mando. It would be just five minutes. It would be a fun five minutes. <laughs> but for me, I would, I would definitely put every time someone casts a spell, their wands fart. That would just be well, the what thing unnecessary piece of information. <laughs> yeah, it's have. an unnecessary piece of information oh. that becomes lore. So oh. mine is literally every time you're going to cast or you cast a spell, your wand farts. And this also goes 
for unspoken magic. Like, because they're apparently super powerful wizards that can cast without having to. Yeah, you want you want to talk, you want to talk about like unnecessary information and stuff like that. This is one thing that nobody has, not a lot of people have ever picked up on. Uh, Are you talking about the first dude in the movie with the coffee cup? Yep, yep. There is yep. a guy. Oh yeah, that guy. That motherfucker who was reading like most... a book on advanced physics. He's reading yeah, uh, guy... Stephen Hawking's one of Stephen Hawking's books, and he is yeah. using wandless nonverbal magic while reading a physics book. Just to stir a coffee. That that wizard, like to me, that is the most powerful wizard in all of that Harry Potter universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like without question. But like that, one, everybody overlooked that. Like everybody overlooked that. That like you know, it's just like oh, it's just it's magic, and then you forget that like there were certain things that Dumbledore could t- cast wandless. Most of Dumbledore stuff that he did wandless was combat stuff. Yeah. Um. Are, are not wandless, uh, nonverbal. It was of nonverbal. All, all like most of his stuff to to do nonverbal was like combat spells, um, but all the other stuff that he did was like verbal and stuff like that. And this guy's just sitting there stirring a coffee cup, wandless, nonverbally reading a physics book. Yeah, that wizard. Like once I got of an age where I rewatched the movies, and I was like. That dude, I'm I'm legitimately scared of the five seconds of that guy more than like uh, Harry seven Potter. movies of fucking yeah seven movies of Voldemort yeah man seven movies of Voldemort who can't fucking I gotta mm. nope I can't say that well that that was that, that was like it was something me, me and my brother went to go see the most recent Fantastic Beasts and all that stuff um I pirated it and um. Uh, one thing well, I'm I, not gonna I'm not gonna contribute any money to anything that uh, J.K. Rowling's gonna get any royalties off of. Um, Fuck that turf. Um, but we went to go see it, and, and I, I, we were walking out of the theater, and I was like, "Look at Dumbledore versus Grindelwald's final battle." I was like, "The fact that you never see Voldemort use nonverbal magic ever throughout the entire series." And Grindelwald and Voldemort's fight, the entire, like, in that little bubble fight scene, not a word was said. And I'm like, that tells you how actually weak Voldemort was. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Tony, check your messenger. What? Um, what? Uh, let's see. Uh, Wyvern said, should Harry Potter in the D&D world, how long does he last? I mean, like, I don't think Harry Potter would make it. Can he have uh, Expelliarmus? Like, <laughs> yeah, because all he basically has knows. mastered is Expelliarmus, right? Yeah. But so, do you moment... know? Do you know how far that would get him against like a fucking pally and all that other shit, man? No, I get that. But once he starts, once he starts like <coughs> practicing some magic, either okay, the Archmage is not going to be a fan of just some rando kid who's potentially God touched running around, and either wants him dead. Or wants him in his service. Like the Archmages do not fuck around in D and D. Not to mention, I imagine Harry Potter at some point because he flies on dragons and all that kind of shit. This motherfucker is going to encounter a Terrasque, and that thing's going to eat him alive. Just saying. There's only so many like animal husbandry classes you can take. <laughs> uh, he never paid any attention in any of them. <laughs> dude, the kids. Harry Potter was more useless in school than I was, and I slept through 90% of my classes. Like, he was more useless than I was, and I was drunk the majority of my senior year. 
like, let's physically see. at school intoxicated. Um, uh, Earthborn said the dude is probably the strongest wizard ever. We're talking about the one who doesn't use somatic or uh, physical casting. Uh, like, hands down, Voldemort's a little bitch. Um, yeah, okay. Like, there's, there's a lot of... I mean, I feel like Strahd would just straight 1v1 Harry Potter and fuck his day up, too. Anybody but would I'm 1v1 still, him. I'm still saying, like, in, uh, in my mind, for a piece of useless fact that I would add into the Harry Potter universe, every time a spell is cast, your wand farts, period. That's my little, that's my little thing. So if you guys were to add a useless, unnecessary piece of shit, and it becomes fact in the Harry Potter universe, what is it? Probably something super stupid, like, uh, you can only see Voldemort's true nose if he's naked. <laughs> something like stupid okay. like that. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, actual factual, okay, run it. Um, what about you, Tony? Uh, I would just want my name and a selfie of me giving thumbs up on the outside of the Marauders map. <laughs> just because? <laughs> yeah, just because. I'd be like, who the fuck is this? We don't know. Mm. <laughs> the, yeah, the name, the name Tonykins just appears on the Marauders map, and it's just like two thumbs up instead of footprints. And it's <laughs> yep. every time you do something mischievous, the thumbs just keep like being more animated. Like the more <laughs> dumb shit you do, the more the map is just like, yeah! <laughs> Although yeah. I could see that I could see the map becoming like a cursed object of Florida man. Like the more you use it, the oh more it corrupts you. Until you become the next Florida man. <laughs> uh Cotier, what about you? What useless bullshit would you add into the Harry Potter universe? He said guns in America. Oh yeah, that's right. He did say guns. Yeah, um, guns. we got Spatulis. Uh Biggin, did we get But yours? then it was unnecessary because I think that Harry Potter, kid Harry Potter or whatever these guys are getting guns is probably very necessary. <laughs> I mean, but, but I mean, that's just me. Um, unnecessary. Then they can make fuck, magic know, man. See, that's when you magic. Okay? No, so that's the thing. Like when you when you start talking about magical firearms, then you get into the artificer class in D and D, and then you get to have some fun. Because there, Tony, there's a ring of enlargement where, like, when you uh, when you're using something, you get to use it. Like, you get to increase the size of the thing that you're doing. So, in theory, you could fasten that ring to the end of your, like, musket ball, sh yeah, like, musket, whatever. I just thought of something. I, I just and thought that he was talking about a cock cannonballs. I was thinking about the PP place, too. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, you're going to do, like, 1d20 of bludgeoning damage with a fucking, like, ring of, I don't know, giant cock or something. I was just Akeel, look, 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 Akil, Yanni, Mike, I'm gonna give y'all a thought that's going to terrify. Because I've already got, because I've already got a thought in regards to enlarge, like in, like enlarge item or whatever. Which oh. expand dong? <laughs> no, uh, expand as dongus. Hey, <laughs> a party. I don't give a shit what the rest of the party is, but Tony's playing an artificer and I'm playing a pack of the blade warlock. Yeah! Whatever that fucking means. <laughs> I'm still a virgin, I mean, so I'm an extra powerful wizard. <laughs> Every, you know what? That, tell I tell could, me that wait, combination wait, wait. isn't terrifying. No, I would hate, I would hate, I want to be part of that party, but at that point I'd want to run a bard. Or maybe not a bard. I don't know. Maybe a storm wizard? I'll have to figure it out. But, 
I will say if if we if we use Yanni's thing where it's like if if every nut decreases your uh your magical capability, like I wonder just how powerful Voldemort was. Maybe maybe he wasn't after all. Who knows? Um, do we have anything else? I know chat said uh, you would have well, to do some wacky... Voldemort was beating his meat to some scaly hentai every night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the dude probably had, like, R34 Medusa shit up. Like, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Harry Potter adopted would have been mine. You would also have to do a wacky, goofy dance while casting a spell. Uh, we, I wish we had seen some rapper wizards in the Harry Potter world with spell rap battles. Dude, Twister would have been the most deadly wizard on the planet. Yes. Like, either Twister or, uh, what's his name? He's, uh, it's a Korean rapper that Ari introduced me to. And the dude is fast. But, I mean, you got Twista, Busta, Eminem. Like, yeah. Tech 9 puts all of them to shame. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, now you've just got machine gun fucking wands at that point. Ooh, that's actually kind of scary. Um, let's see. They all ride brooms that are tricked out like sports cars, like Underglow under the broom. I would see Spatuli with a tricked out broom. Like, that Nimbus 2000 with some extra headers or some shit on it. I would, he would just have to look at me though while he's on his. Yo, we got like, turbo bristles on this bitch. <laughs> uh, make every villain like a boss from Elden Ring. Ooh, no. The yes. Tri Wizard tournament. The Tri Wizard tournament would have slaughtered children. The Tri Wizard like, tournament besides... just turns into the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kind of about that. Now I want to see a like. <laughs> Harry Potter, like, Hunger Games crossover thing. Like, you get your wand, that's it. May the odds be ever in your favor or something. But, okay. Uh, did everyone get theirs for the uh, one useless piece of uh, lore you would add to Harry Potter? Uh, I think I want to add one more because I don't think I've added one. Yeah, go for it. If a muggle happens to see a wizard using any of their equipment, the wizard can turn any of their equipment invisible, but not themselves. So imagine you're just some random schmo walking around town and you see a dude who's in the position of riding a broom just floating along the sky. <laughs> but naked. Just walk <laughs> naked because he's in his invisibility cloak. That would like be a good fucking yeah. time to me. I was gonna say, like, I feel like Tony would have a fucking time with that. In other news, a Florida man went streaking, flying above Orlando. <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Earthborn, you so, are right. Like, a child did die. Expandus dongus while floating <laughs> along the stars in a strange riding position. Okay. Yes, but Earthborn, in a defense, they didn't die because of the Triwizard Tournament. Well, kind of. They died because of intervention into the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, it really says something about the security, doesn't it? Fucking wizards and their shit security. Government bro. for ya! Like, all of these schools or whatever, like, these three big schools of wizardry are showing up, and we've had this tournament for 10 million fucking years, and there's so many magical protections against it, and all of a sudden, no, no, something's trying to kill them, and, and I, it's, it's really bad. Harry Potter, objectively speaking, is written really poorly. 
it was a great formative part of like childhood, well, like growing that, up. That's what and, I'm like, trying to say. It's Kadabra is a perfect example of some of the bad writing that was put yeah, in. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to the next one, which is if you had an Alexa, but it was an okay boomer Alexa, what kind of answers do you think you would get when you asked it questions? <laughs> Back in my day. <sighs> if you had an election, <laughs> oh. I feel like that right there, just that sigh, Cotier, with some mumbling, yeah. and that's it. Like, there's no actual answer. There's no conversation. It's just, okay, boomer. Yep. <sighs> yeah. What is the temperature outside today? <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's where it gets really interesting, right? Especially if you're from the South, if it's a Southern boomer, right? If you ask somebody in the South, hey, what's the weather like today? You're going to get a whole fucking spiel. Like, that's a thing down here. Like, we'll talk about the weather like it's, like, like everybody's a goddamn fucking forecaster. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know uh, what they say. 96, it was just as hot as it is today, but that's not as hot as the day in 99. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, bro. Is it fucking 80 outside or not? Yo, that's that so about, Okay, Boomer. What kind like, of answers would you get? It's, you literally get a story. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to the weather down here in the South, you get a fucking story. Like, hey, Alexa, what's the situation in the United States today? Greatest damn country on the face of the planet. Raise hell, praise Dale. Wait, America number is, one. is, 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 uh, okay, the okay boomer part, is that like, Alexa says that to you, or you say that to Alexa after No, 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 so you're, you, no, so your device, instead of your device being Alexa, your device is okay boomer. And so it's basically a boomer trapped inside oh, a, a device. Yeah, okay. I see. I yeah. wouldn't even call yeah. it a boomer see, because I, the way that it, these, it these reads little, is that these, it's the other way around. These little right. these zennials oh, yeah. like consider anybody over the age of like twenty five a boomer. So like, that's okay. The, well, sorry. Uh, boomers think that millennials are like somewhere like like in their teens or some shit. Yeah, boomers still like boomers still think that. The current teenagers are still millennials, yeah. But yeah, millennials are the like majority 1980s, of us, all of us. Like yeah, from like the eighty eighty one to like I think 90, it's actually ninety eight or something. One of us, maybe with the exception of Yanni, by like a year, maybe. No, but I, I think um, out of millennial age, I think uh, the best representation of this question would basically be. However, fucking narrated the uh, Iridium dealer in Borderlands, Earl. Like basically, that's that's your Alexa now, Earl. If anybody, I'm that. okay with that. I would pay for a monthly subscription. I don't even. That's Earl. Care. Yep. One time, eating the whole car with like a fork. It's the whole thing. So it's fucking you. You buy something. The fuck you doing here, man? <laughs> Calm down. What you doing hey, here? Saving your fucking money, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit millennial. Who the fuck orders avocado toast at twelve in the afternoon? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's more like self care, you uncultured swine. I I would say one of them is like uh like okay boomer, <laughs> what are stocks looking like today? You wouldn't have to worry about stocks if you didn't just start eating avocado toast and pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, oh, well, okay. I, no, I no, okay. no, because 
because the, the older generations are the only ones that actually care about stocks. Well, that's because they're the ones that fucking rigged the market. I'm just sitting here trying to play the same games they are and losing. Oh, yeah, the market is rich. I ain't, I ain't going to argue with you there. Uh, there's an answer from chat. Kids nowadays, uh, kids nowadays can't find their own answers like we did, addicted to the Internet and their damn phones. So, yeah, okay. Uh, and also, millennials are 81 through 96. Boomers are 55 through 64. There we go. But any other kind of answers that you think you would get if you had a Amazon Alexa, but instead it was OK Boomer? Oh, I got one. Okay. Um, okay, Boomer. Give me some ideas for exciting Saturday activities. I don't know. I'm just going to drink shower beers and sing all Band on the Run while Look, questioning no, 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 my no. existence. Sh- shower beer is our generation, okay? Sour or shower? Shower beers. Shower. Shower. Okay. And if you haven't Love ever experienced the magnificence that is a shower beer, then I am sorry. Mom, Dad's drinking shower beers and singing Band on the Run again. Can you pick me up? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Back in my day, we played with dirt from chat. <laughs> or like the, uh, like the, hey, what's the weather going to be like? I need to know if I'm going to catch the bus or take my car. Well, back in my day, we didn't get a car. We walked uphill in the snow both ways, barefoot. So, okay. Dude, I used to hear that shit all the time, too. But, all right. I never actually heard that seriously. Dude, my my dad describes his trip to school as the Lord of the Rings entire book series. (laughs) Like, apparently he crossed through Mordor every day just to get to the fucking bus stop. Honestly, I and I think I think like in this chat, uh, probably the only other person that can kind of relate to that is me, because Yanni Yanni's dad immigrant, my dad immigrant, and it's the same fucking story. Like, yeah, we had dirt roads, like we had our little mud huts. We had to walk through the mud and like go down this street into this other area. And it was Yanni's right. Like, it's basically you're being given the description of the path that Frodo took just to get to school and i'm like cool although objectively i did go visit the village that my dad grew up in and it was kind of like that so yeah (laughs) you win some you lose some shake it off baby uh back in my day we checked the weather with a casing and a dead crow in my shoe and in my other shoe i found 10 cents and i started my business with it yeah but at least you had a shoe (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I feel like there should be one day where we just do a podcast where all of us pretend to just be boomers and we field questions but answer them as boomers. No, I, think oh, I would give an entire fucking discussion on what fucking postmodernism versus modernism on that single day alone. If you had an Amazon Alexa, but it was instead okay boomer, so it would give you answers the way a boomer would. What would you ask it, and what do you think the response would be? No, I'm saying you're asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not calling my, you a boomer. No, he's a boomer. It. He's a boomer. <laughs> Tell him right to his face, you fucking boomer. Tony, Tony called you a boomer, though. Yeah, that's what I thought. Walk away. <laughs> no, walk he, away. He hip thrusted and goes, "I got a boomer for you." <laughs> Jokes on you. I might like it. 
Don't um, have a good time. So the next one is, what is your favorite poverty meal? Like, what is your favorite broke meal? Not delivery, it's the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um. Let's see. Cup ramen. Uh, finer sausages. Fried bologna. Uh, spam. I fucking love spam. Who hurt you? <laughs> uh, we're getting in chat. We got tomato soup and grilled cheese, ramen noodles, ramen with fried eggs. Uh, spam is the best. Just a bowl of macaroni and noodles. Okay, Minus... speaking of spam, uh, Taylor just went completely silent, and I think he wants to kill me now. No, yeah, Taylor... I'm, I'm about half awake and working on something. <laughs> is it the um... plot to kill me? No. Hey, look, 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 look. There, there's people that say they hate spam, and then people that are telling the truth. So, <laughs> um, Spatuli, what about you? I know you've had a pretty refined palate for a long time. Did you uh, ever have a favorite like struggle meal? Well, it's hard to say because a struggle meal for me is even though it's the equivalent to a price of like a can of spam, it's elevated because you know I grew up with you know, my grandparents making food from, like, dead scratch. So, like, for me, a poverty meal would be a fresh loaf of bread and, like, some galagol. That's a poverty meal. Some olive oil. Literally, that's it. Just a freaking cold-cut sandwich. Honestly, I kind of am in the same camp, though, because, like, you know, we I we grew up really, really not well off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for us, the cheapest things I would remember, I can remember, is rice with a little bit of ghee and then mung beans that have been sprouted mm -hmm. and there's your meal. And like, sometimes you would, uh, most of the times you would get roti with it, but yeah, like that's basically the meal. And then sometimes depending on if mom even had time to make it, um, there's a drink that you make with yogurt. It's called chas. And um, it's like, it's a little sour. It's a little tart, but it's really refreshing, especially on like, these summer days that we're getting in into right now like it's super cool super refreshing and you can either put it like in the meal itself or you can drink it on the side but like that was just the kind of like it was you know maybe maybe 50 cents when you break it all yep. down per serving but you know it it did the trick so yeah for me it's kolka sandwiches and then what i still make to this fucking day that i absolutely fucking love is uh you know it's pasta and olive oil and garlic. It's fucking Ooh, fire. It's dirt cheap. I will say a, a quote-unquote struggle meal, like something that I would eat just quick and move on and like save money on, Just a, and y'all are going to hate me, maybe, but a cheese and ketchup sandwich. Like just cheese, ketchup, bread, and then go. I don't know what but it like is. But like now man. if we want to get American, though, like, bro. Yeah. Real talk? Real talk. A fucking... Oscar Mayer bologna sandwich with a craft single with nothing else on it on white bread like on Wonder Dang Bread is fire. Fucking American single off of it, you were disgracing bologna. No, you you got to. You are disgracing <laughs> bologna. No, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Oscar up. Mayer is a disgrace to bologna to begin with. So what's the difference? Wait, hold on. Did y'all okay? Remember, I'm the vegetarian here, but. Did y'all ever do those bologna sandwiches where, like, it was a piece of bread, mayo, all right, maybe mayo, I think, 
And then you took a piece of bologna and threw it in the pan, and like you cut into it so it doesn't balloon up or something. Yeah, fried, fried bologna. Fried bologna, yeah. Is that okay? So that's a thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 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 Fried bologna is amazing. And then it, and then for the people who had more money, they get their deli bologna and get it cut like a half inch thick. So it's like eating, it's like a steak of bologna. Mm-hmm. You ever Wait. smoked bologna spatuli? Did you say it's a steak? I've had smoked, but I've never made it. Did... Okay, you have just broken the vegetarian's brain because uh-huh. my understanding is that steak is a part of a cow. How do you uh, have a steak? No, 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 no. So, so, so a steak, it? Uh, well, it depends, right? So there's traditional bologna is a mixture of beef and pork um, yeah, because well. it's just all scraps that they, you know, congeal together and then they put in a casing and boil it. That's a bologna. This is but sounding horrific to me. The, the, term, <laughs> the term steak just refers to a desirable cut of meat off an animal. Yeah, you can get, like, pork chops or technically pork steaks. Yep. Wait, so is it determined by thickness or by grade of the meat itself? Uh, uh, I, guess, I guess it's the multitude of things. Thickness, but not really because you get a skirt steak, which is super thin, right? Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's just a term used for desirable cuts of meat that aren't meant to be turned into ground beef. Yeah. See, what's weird to me is like you have people that call something cauliflower steak. And I'm, to my understanding, it was just because the, the fucking cauliflower was cut so thick that it's steak. Apparently there's a thickness factor that comes into steak. But I've also seen like Hungry Man steaks or something that are like itsy bitsy in terms of thickness. So the entire world of understanding meat from someone who's never eaten any, um, it none of it makes fucking sense. It's whose line is it anyway? Pretty with much. Food. No, you're not wrong. Like basically, you can call anything you want a steak. Just like Tony can call everything a dumpling, right? So just because I have a cut of something, I can call it a steak. Like, bro, all right. Technically, right? A napkin is a steak if you want it to be a fucking steak, right? It's oh, this is my napkin steak. It, it's just the word. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And actually, okay, so Oliver put something in chat. So he goes, Akil, secret time. The huge hunks of meat that you see at the deli counter are just small cuts literally glued together and pumped full of water. And I don't, I don't like that. that I mean, he's not wrong, gross. but he's not right. It's like, he's right around oh, the like, He's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's you, a, the only... Wait, hold on. Only... Have you never looked at, like, a full anatomy of an animal? And how the muscles are conjoined together? No. No. I, I've never had the <laughs> necessity to learn how to butcher an animal. Like, it's never been a thing that, like, has ever come up or whatever. The most I've ever done is one time in, like, uh, my early days in Boy Scouts, we went fishing, and I descaled and deboned and filleted a fish. And that was it. And that's, like, you know fucking well over 20 years ago now and that's a big difference between like deboning or or primaling out a fucking uh uh, mammal yeah exactly so like i'm still completely lost uh but oliver did say there's a reason why i smoke and slice my own sandwich meat and after hearing that like basically the meat you see at a deli counter is you know oh yeah I i thought he was talking about like the hunks yeah so Basically, when you go to a deli counter, right, let's say you're ordering chicken, right, that's not a chicken breast. That is literally basically ground up chicken 
formed into what looks like an oblong oval weird thing that's compressed together. And then they tie it in a sack. That's how they get the weird squares on it. And then they smoke it. And then they cut it. But because it's already cooked, it can hold its shape. So basically, you're getting processed chicken jello. But there's not that much gelatin in it. That's why it looks like it's still a whole piece of meat. Also, if you've never had it, obviously you never had it. But head cheese is fucking great. Head cheese is literally hunks of byproduct meat in gelatin. I, I don't... <laughs> That's why it's okay. called head cheese. <laughs> no, I don't. No, mm-mm. there, there are some days where I'm like, oh man, sometimes the way that meat smells and stuff smells pretty good, and then Wait, I hear so shit like tell, this, and I'm so like, no. Nope. about haggis. I know about haggis. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love haggis. I know, by the way, I know about haggis and I know about blood sausage. Blood sausage, you gotta get used. To it. it sticks to your teeth a little bit. A little bit. That's question yeah. mark. No, it's more than a little bit, bud. Well, it depends if it's cut with rice or not. If it's not cut with rice, it definitely it's sticking to your teeth like bubblegum. Oh, yeah, but, not, yeah. Um, but you gotta like that. You gotta like that minerally taste, which I, I, it's sometimes it's good. But for me, Akil, for the very, if you ever decide to try something on the you know carnivore side, the first thing you should try is a authentic smash burger. That will rock your socks off. Oh my god, well, I love. Smash I was burgers. so I was told that if I were to ever make the transition into eating meat. I would have to, just because my body doesn't know how to pro, uh, process the proteins, I'd have to start with fish, work my way to chicken, and then like lean red meat, and work my way up to just the the bloodiest of shit from there. So, it would it would take some That's time. That's how I like my beef, though. I like my beef what's called Blue or Pittsburgh, where it's basically burnt on the outside and raw on the inside. My favorite. So, it's just crusty on the outside, but just like, ba- on like, the inside, you crack that bitch open. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, Mel, exactly. Like, I can't, I, I would never be able to go straight to red meat. And in fact, there was a time <clears throat> when the, because kids are mean. So, like, there was one scouting camp out that I went on, and um, they snuck bacon grease into the food that I was going to eat. And I got horrendously sick. Like, it was not yep. great for myself, the porta potty, or the run down to the porta potty from the trailhead. None of that went, I, it was just, Spray foam all over the trail. It was not great. Um, so yeah. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, man. I mean, it is what it is. Like, at it can't some be what point, it isn't. Well, no, I mean that's true. It can't but be what it is. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have turned out the way I did if I didn't get bullied either. Like, it sucked that I got bullied and picked on for being, you know, vegetarian. Right. That's but fair. I'm also, you know, better for it. Although at the time, I was again like, oh, the amount of weight I lost just, just, just just in gastric distress it was not great but uh everybody else have a struggle meal are we good yes uh no? yeah mac and cheese with chopped up hot dogs in it yeah that's a violently american thing that i didn't realize canadians did fucking started up here bro what no way mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs yeah, i thought y'all would at least huck some poutine in there before you got uh y'all mac, got and, mac and cheese predates poutine what yeah, I believe uh, mac and cheese, or what we know today as Americanized mac and cheese, started when uh, the Kraft company invented American cheese with stabilizers in it. That way, Which, by the way, okay, I know we talked about this on a previous podcast episode. You guys know that Kraft has an entire underground cavern of cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, they have vaulted fucking just giant salt caverns 
of cheese. Just throwing that out yes. there. If y'all don't, if y'all don't know that, now you do. You also it's not know, a conspiracy. Yeah. It's a real fucking thing. Need to restart humanity. You also yeah. you know, know that because... uh, Kraft American singles can't legally be called cheese, right? Nope. Yes, it cannot be called cheese. That much I also knew. Because Which it's is... more stabilizer than there is actual fucking dairy product. Dairy product. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so once we're done with the poverty meal, and we also got a uh, a comment about the the salt caverns, and it's the best place to age cheese, and I can agree with that. I mean, not crack cheese. I know y'all are not talking. I know you're all talking about. I know you're not talking about struggle meals without. Okay, I would like to. I'm gonna. I would like to point something out. But before you get into that, I would the sugar sandwich. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, wait. You talking about the cinnamon sugar where you put butter? No, 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 no. Nothing fancy. Just bread. And sugar. I've oh, never I had that. Never we did that. we did dessert with uh butter, cinnamon, and sugar on the bread and then toast of it. Cinnamon, yeah, like cinnamon toast, money. yeah. But we're yeah, just exactly. talking about sugar and bread. <laughs> and maybe another piece of bread if you're feeling extra fancy. Yanni, the fact that you are skinny as shit surprises me sometimes. Because you I say shit out. like that, and I expect you to be mostly. obese like me. I'm I'm just going to put this out there. That craft dinner, aka craft mac and cheese, was developed and invented by a Canadian. What? Yep. He was living. He was living in Chicago at the time, but he's Canadian. I see. So what the Canadians' overall plan was was to infiltrate the U.S., slowly fatten all of us up. And then they'll just sit on top of us like a hat and pretend like they didn't do this shit to us. I but, see, Coach and I see. I would also like to point out that though he did not invent processed cheese, he won the patent for one of the processing methods in 1916, which is when he began to build his cheese empire, according to, uh, according to Wikipedia right there. But Interesting. Uh, also, so yeah. For her struggle meal was buttery pasta with Parmesan. Oh, yeah. Is a favorite for a meal. That's actually really good. Um, I've done that. I've also done uh, steamed uh, steamed broccoli with lemon pepper seasoning. Like that is if you want a good four-ingredient meal, um, chicken uh, pasta alfredo is great. If you can get the heavy cream, that's the most expensive part. No, you don't even need heavy cream. If you have good technique, what? you can. You only need yeah, four you ingredients. You can do it. Well, well, it depends. Well, then it... It's technically not Alfredo, Alfredo. If you're not like, if you're not using cream, but Alfredo's American. But so what? What Yanni's talking about, I'm pretty sure he's talking about like a four ingredient, creamy pasta. It's technically not Alfredo, but if you put enough cheese in it, I guess it's kind of Alfredo. Um, you just use pasta water instead of milk, and you can whip it up. Yeah, oh, so you you're effectively pro- melting you the technique. cheese down into the sauce. Yeah. Yep. If you uh, oh. pasta water has a lot of uh, carbs that. Uh, can use to become sauce. Yeah, lots yep. of starches and stuff like that. Yeah. It's how I make. Um, what's it called? Uh, what what's 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 the other kind of cheese sauce patchouli that uses a lot of pepper as well? Queso. Uh, queso. <laughs> no, it's Italian. Sauce. I know it's Italian <laughs> origin. I mean, am I wrong? No. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, of this pasta one specifically. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, they use a lot of pepper. I mean. I'm not sure. Cacio oh, e Pepe, guys... that's what I was thinking. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, well, Cacio e Pepe is a really good broke dinner. Like, because you can yeah. whip that up together with basically nothing. And it actually, it's, it's actually really good. Yeah. Same like, with carbonara, same with, like, 
Yeah. All, all those quick well. pasta dishes are dirt cheap. At least, well, carbonara is not really that cheap anymore because the price of eggs. And if you splurge and actually get guanciale or pancetta, you're, you're spending a little bit of money. But it's good with bacon. I made it. I mean, you can find some pretty good uh, pancetta or um, cheese at Kroger if you look hard enough. Let's see. So Oliver said Mel gave me shit when she was pregnant because I would make peanut butter, American cheese, and pickle sandwiches. Calm down. Huh. <laughs> what the absolute fuck is that? Who's pregnant? Him or her? <laughs> they, I, I, mm, I have no idea. I, although you I've eat heard that, that you're having butter, a food baby. No, I have, <laughs> I have heard that peanut butter and pickle is like a weirdly good combination, though. You know I've what's a really good combination? It, but I would. Huh? Uh, I'll. I'll tell you a good combination. Yep. Hot dogs and peanut butter. That is something I've seen. And I've also seen at Southern cookouts or Southern barbecues, especially that sauces will be made with entire jars or more of grape jelly. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's a barbecue. That's a, that's like the new barbecue thing now going along is like fucking uh, PB and J wings and shit. Like I, I don't, not for me. My uh, my my father-in-law actually makes uh, salted caramel wings at his mm-hmm. uh, at his restaurant, and holy shit! Like he sent me home with a, a thing of the salted caramel sauce. Boy, mm. let me tell you, that shit is so so good. Uh, but all right, so we're gonna get to the next one, which is all oh. uh. Now it is. Well, oh, you got one. Sorry. A Go. Grilled cheese made with an iron. <laughs> Wait, okay, have, frat boy, calm yeah. down. Have you legitimately made of grilled cheese with an iron? Yeah. You really? Have you not? Yeah. It no. works just the fucking same. I mean, it's basically one half of a panini press, so I can't be mad at it. Yeah. Like, and but like, also- look, I, I've never lived anywhere where I haven't had an oven. So I wouldn't have to use that. As a Improvise, adapt, well, overcome. No, I, I have seen, like, there's there's this one person who's, like, either famous on, I don't know, whatever the fucking video things that make people famous are. Um, but they do, like, hotel cooking hacks where, like, they'll buy random ingredients and they'll use the shitty coffee maker and yep. iron and stuff like that. Yeah. I've seen that whole fucking, deal. the dude made a fucking uh, salmon and asparagus with yeah, a coffee yeah, maker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. that was disgusting. What the fuck? Like, they made a full-on steak off of the heating pad that you use to keep the coffee pot warm. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen, I've seen that you can pull that shit off. I've just never personally known someone to, like, to have been there. So that is super interesting. Like, and it's not a slam at all, Tony. That's just, I never have physically no, known a, a person. I had an oven, but I used <laughs> a fucking iron. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's the next one, which is, uh, it, the way that it was worded on Ask Reddit, it's targeted now, to be asking straight dudes. Okay. However, however, I would like to point out. Hmm? Actually, you know what? You you say what you're gonna say. But don't ask the question yet, because well, Yanni Yanni officially like said that he's by like an episode or two ago. And fair, well, said that nail... basically the entire thing, but okay, no, and that's that fine. Is, well, yeah, that's not been listening. God. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, and the reason I say that is because I still want Yanni's input on this one, even though, like, I, I, I would I, like I to point out, I would like to point to out, say any something, so yeah, go, good enough. I, I would like to point out that today is the first day of Pride Month, so oh, yeah, Congrats, Yanni, just, we love you. Yeah. No, I, I'm just saying it in case you know people be like, what the fuck's up with that question? 
Ah, so. people, if people are dumb, people are dumb. Get the fuck out of here. I'm already, I'm already tired of people's shit with uh, all of the Star Wars hate. But I'm not touching that. We're not doing that. We're, we're sticking to yeah. this. Let, let, let's not get into that. <laughs> so the question he is... He gone? The question is, uh, straight men, and also Yanni, what is the he. strangest thing that you have done, uh, that you've been told not to do, because it's gay? So what is that? So if we want to run down the list or whatever, because I've got a few, because apparently I come off as at least bi to some people. I, whatever. Akil, but you're a metrosexual. Back when I used to use a shitload of hair products, I would agree with you. Now I have no hair. <laughs> I mean. No, but use the same fair. amount of product on your beard. I don't need that fucking attack. He's <laughs> got a point. Ah, full frontal. Let's go. But okay, let's just, I guess let's start with the, uh, uh, Yanni, if you have something. If not, we'll just keep going down and then come back to you. Kissing your homies goodnight. Fair. It's not Fair. gay. It's not gay. You don't, nah. you don't want them having nightmares, bro. You, you gotta kiss, you gotta give them a good smooch. No, but see, I, again, again, I think that's a super uh, Americanized stereotype, right? So, being brought up in, in a uh, European household, like, I've been, I'm used to kissing my dad on the cheek and shit. And my grandfather and my grandparents. So like that to me is normal. That was never gay to me. So like I, I, I'll, I'll kiss my homies legitimately. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, and actually it's weird because like so my best friend does not do emotions well at all. So like even <laughs> even trying to like give him a hug is a struggle in and of itself. Whereas like me, like growing up Indian, like there's such a deep level of community where like you're you're hugging on everybody and all that like you're sitting you're almost sitting on top of each other when y'all are having meals because there's just so many of you and you know like those those boundaries that i guess people put on western society that like oh no you can't be that close that's gay like nah that's i i grew up different like we're cool with hugging like shit You'd see uh, Indian dudes just holding hands, going for a stroll. No one gives a fuck. Shit, I hold Tony's hands. We go for a walk, say some shit. We both shoot you. We frolicking, bitch. What's yeah, good? we frolicking. We we find in the field of fucking dandelions and we frolicking. I want to go to a field of dandelions now. I want to go fucking frolic. Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. If Tony and I ever find a place to frolic, we're gonna throw it up on a on the Facebook. I've got a park for you up here. It's gotta be in the rain too. Fucking bet. At least it gets the fucking heat. God, it's so hot. No, 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 because that just creates the humidity. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and I'm fat, so I'm gonna have humiditities. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I can't wear certain colors because it's gay. Um, what? I can't use my loofah because my loofah's gay. Um, what? What else? Oh, the sound of my voice is gay, so I should just talk with a deeper voice. Uh, Wait, really? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Bullshit. All the time, people are like, bro, you have such a high-pitched, squealy voice. You sound gay. I'm like... I will fuck them in the ass if I need to. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit, bro. I'm like, sorry about your luck. I guess your ears are just good. You can hear me talk. Just fuck, go away. Um, What else? Can't watch chick flicks because that's gay. I can't watch any fucking sitcom TV shows because that's gay. Um, yeah. My current uh. and still enjoyment of like '90s pop music. Okay. 
Bro, I will rock the fuck out to some Backstreet Boys and sing Pink. I can't. Spice were you Girls ever in any of Were you ever in any of that uh, Fate Dynamic events that we did when I was there? Yep. When I got a hold of the um, oh, yeah. I say oh, when yeah. I got a hold of it, I always ran the fucking audio and stuff like that, and I would just randomly start turning on like Backstreet Boys and stuff. Yes, because my my fat happy ass was in the corner just singing along. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um. For me, the things that I've been told I'm gay for doing, number one, is even sitting the way I am, which y'all can't actually sit or see, but I have one leg. It's not fully crossed over the other, but it's like a, it's like a, the number four. And that's just because I have long ass legs. Like they get tired at being right angles under desks all the time. And like all of a sudden I'll cross my legs and people are like, oh, you can't sit like that. That's gay. I'm like, oh yeah, I do that what? shit all the what? time too. Like one leg, one <laughs> Like, my foot is under, like, my thigh and knee on my other leg pretty much constantly, yeah. and I just swap no, which just... way it is. I am yeah, sitting same. in the manner that is most comfortable for me because I have long-ass legs that I will kick the shit out of you with. Like, I don't, I don't punch. I'm a fucking ostrich. I'll just kick. But there's that. I've been told the amount of, the amount of time that I take to take care of my beard makes me gay. Because there was this entire thing that went around on uh, Facebook for a while, and it's like, Oh, if you don't, if you, uh, if you have a beard, but you don't know how to change a tire or like change your oil or whatever. Oh my God. Fuck off. And I'm like, that's dumb. Like, first of all, I do well enough in life where if something goes wrong with my car, I'm going to call a person because I have, I have the ability to do that. Right. Number two, cars that are made nowadays are not as easy to work on the way that they were back when I grew up in the nineties and you could get inside your car. Like my dad and I used to get inside the engine bay of a fucking Buick Regal. You can't do that with modern day cars. But even then, like just because I possess the ability or even if I didn't to change a tire, like it is not on somebody else to tell me what equates manliness. Like go fuck yourself. Secondly, the amount of like effort that I take to put into taking care of my beard is it's a lot longer than most people, but it's also hella fucking soft. It's not scratchy. And literally everybody that I've met is like, Oh shit. Like that's super comfy. And I'm like, yes, I don't want to have a patch of fucking straw super glued to my face and then make it uncomfortable to be around the homies. Like I take care of myself. Oh no. And then the other one Ari got me on a, uh, a regimen for skincare because I get really, really ashy knees, elbows, and my skin dries out. And so I'll get, end up getting like acne if I don't take care of myself. And so I'll sit there and I'll do like face masks and fucking the toner shit and the, the, the nighttime cleanser with the little like, whatever. Right. And I'll even like, you know, lotion so that my skin stays moisturized, all that kind of shit. Oh uh, dude, that's gay. Really? Because I don't want to look like a fucking testicle at 40. Go fuck yourself. But that's just me. Fair. I mean, who really wants to look like a fucking testicle at the age of 40? Apparently manly men. Apparently. 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 Uh, but let's see. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so who's next on what are the things that you've been told not to do because it makes you gay? Uh, when I tell my friends that I love them. I've that's been doing everything. It yeah, is, and I, and you guys know me. I do everything I can to normalize that shit because yeah. it's something that people need. And I just, yeah, like it's just like fuck that. Yeah, I guess it's it's weird, like because like me and my friends, we all do that. Because look, for me, I've had the same group of friends since I don't know ever, right? 
and we're all like that. We're all cool like that. It's uh, if you, it's only weird if you make it weird because the intention's still good, but it's like you know what I'm saying. Like no, I get it. It's only weird if they make it weird because obviously we're not trying to, but for the most part, at least my group of friends, we're all supportive like that. So it's like we'll just get a random text. Hey, bro, love you. Simple as that. Yeah, exactly. Like you take care of the homies. Well, hey, this should be that simple. Ryan Howard was the first introduction I ever had to that because you got to understand my friend group. Our my friend group shows affection by like talking shit. So like what when you would like when we would leave or something like that, and you know most people would be like, you know love you man or whatever. My you know me and my friend group would be like, hey hey, eat a bag of dicks. See you later. That was just how we showed affection, man. Ryan Howard. Was the first person that I ever met that was like, ah, I love you, bro. Love you, man. You know, outside of family and stuff like that. Yeah, he's he's really, really good about that, too. Like, he's one of the few people that I'll meet. And we'll either, like, because we text on and off all the time or have phone calls or whatever. And at the end of our conversations, I was like, all right, man, love you. I'm like, yeah, love you, too, man. And there's a, there's a little smile that happens. Like, it's nice to know that someone gives more than just a fuck about you. It's nice. Yeah, and like especially for me, right? It, with all my friends, like, it, and this obviously goes both ways. Like, if they're not, if they're not willing to, you know, take a bullet or take a sentence for me, or vice versa, then wh- why be friends? That's that's a, that's with me, right? That's why I've only had the same cool group of fucking friends. So like when when I, I text with my friends, I love you. It it's true. It's not just some passing saying. You know what I'm saying? It, it has meaning behind it. Yeah. I mean that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, Minx had said it in chat, but uh, got timed out for saying it for some reason. But they put, uh, I was trying to put in the chat that back in the day, you used to be considered gay if you wore cowboy boots, but now it's accepted everywhere. What the what? Where what? the fuck were you from for being gay to wear cowboy I mean, maybe boots? if you live in yes. like a metropolitan area. But now, shit. Yeah. Everybody's wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> I guess, disclaimer, if you can't tell by my voice, I come from cornbread. Um, So, everybody wore boots. I of cornbread. It's like the Dylan Down Under, but, like, you know, not a song. <laughs> um, Mink said I got told that growing up all the time. Um, Let's see. Uh, I love you, bro. Love you too, Mel. Uh, say that shit in Nashville. See what happens. Uh, shit, I only have uh, boots and water shoes from Oliver. So, yeah, I mean, it's just dumb. Like, if there's a thing that's like, oh, man, they do this thing. That's got to gotta make them gay. No, 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 baby. No. And if you're listening to this podcast and you do something and people say you're gay for it, just fucking do it. Life's too short to... uh. To pass fuck. up on your happiness because of other people mm-hmm. being dipshits and coarsely. I think uh, a really big one um, is you know either admiring and or critiquing the person of your same sex. That's a big one, right? Oh, yeah, because yeah, you can't like, be like, "Oh, that person's handsome." Oh, dude, you think you like? You think he's hot? That's gay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's it's aesthetics, bro. No, I mean, I will fully, I will fully throw it out there that like, 
for me, I'm a I'm a Jason Momoa that enjoyed Krispy Kreme one two thousand many times, right? But Jason Momoa is a handsome fucking dude. Like, well, it's like it's like God that damn. TikTok trend. That's like, all right, straight guys, what's the one man that you would give it all up for? And then they pause for a second, and they're like, all right, stop thinking Don't about reach. Ryan Reynolds. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, fuck. <laughs> Honestly, Ryan Reynolds is dope. I will say the king of all nerds, or one of the king of all nerds. I think Joe Manganiello. Yeah, like the OG yeah. king of nerds. Like the fact that the fact that he came to the nerds' defense because there was some other weightlifty dude that's like, oh man, I don't I don't do nerdy shit or whatever, and I look like this, and you know, like nerds can't ever be like this. And Joe Manganiello posted a cover of him on like Men's Health magazine, all like super hyper shredded and shit like that. And it's like. Oh yeah. yeah, but I do. And I'm like, yes. Thank you. Like I can appreciate that. Thank you. So, okay. There is that. Um, I feel like even hmm, I've seen gun guys even go like, oh, if you shoot this gun or own this gun or whatever, like you're less of a person or you're gay or whatever. And I'm like, are you telling me that someone who's practicing and, and flexing their Second Amendment right? in whatever manner that they have the capability to do so is gay. I well, can't tell Tony, I, tell, I, tell Tony that because you chose a fucking 22. No, I, I mean, didn't, I didn't say it was gay. I just said it's a bad choice. Yeah, no, Tony said it was a bad decision. He didn't say I was gay for picking a 22. Now, for those okay. of y'all who are wondering what we're talking about, go back to our old episode where we talked about the zombie apocalypse, where we get into a huge fight over my choice of a 22 for the zombie apocalypse. And listen That's to everybody wrong. proceed to tell him why he's wrong. <laughs> I agree with him. Update to the situation. You're, You're still wrong. wrong too. <laughs> uh, update to what, uh, Biggin? Oh, you were uh, still, you're still uh, wrong. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can still be wrong, but it's not like the, the firearm itself just makes me no i used to gay. carry around i used to a because i got it on a fucking hellacious steel but b i carried a hot pink uh sccy nine millimeter for a long time it was like my truck gun because they're dirt cheap and i'm like you know um but it, it was one of those things to just like add insult to injury like not only did you fuck around and find out but you found out by a hot pink subcompact nine millimeter. <laughs> I, I will say, like for for the dudes out there that are trying to gatekeep firearms, definitely go fuck yourself. Like everyone has the right and ability to choose their method of self defense, right? And they have it is enshrined in the Constitution. Your ability to sit there and gatekeep someone's ability to do that is a fucking shit move. Like let people just do the thing. God damn it. Don't be a Glock guy. You're going to be good. Amen. So, <laughs> I can't. I actually showed my uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law a Glock, and we were fucking around with him um, at the at the massive armory in Tennessee. And he was like, I can't. I can't do this. And this guy's got bear paws bigger than my face. And he's like, yeah, I can't. I can't do that. I'm like, ah, okay. But that's also a man whose service weapon was a Beretta for 20-some-odd years. So That's not any better. I'm not saying it's right. I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying he's disgustingly proficient. What I'm saying is it's wrong. (laughs) I mean, that's not... I mean, you saw what I got to shoot over the weekend. Yeah. That's not... Beretta, too. It's just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Although, from my understanding, the military just phased out the contract with Berettas, and they're picking up something new now. 
Oh, thank God. They did that I'm a just... couple years ago. Everybody, oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's a cold deal, though, bro. The cold I forget, deal. I forget who it is that they went with. Um, but yeah, and let's see the ricochet organ damage that makes the 22 valid for the living is negated on the undead. God damn it. Okay. Y'all, y'all that have an issue with the 22, go listen to that episode. Anyway, Uh. after this, uh, the next one is you have five minutes to hide a paperclip in your home. A detective has 24 hours to find it. If they don't, you get $10,000. Where are you going to hide it? Eastern, buddy. See, no, 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 no. No, I ain't saying shit, because I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to sneak me out of 10K. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> no, I will say I no, I ain't not, saying shit. I am not an undercover detective. Yeah. But if you if you were to hide a paperclip, where would you hide it, and uh, why? It's going uh, in the secret back pocket, bro. That's what Oliver... Uh, wait, are you talking about the prison pocket? Because that's exactly yeah. what Oliver said. Yeah, Oliver <laughs> yeah. said the prison, prison wallet. Uh, Oliver said exactly the same thing. Wait, can you go 24 hours without pooping? Because it yeah. has to come out. Yeah, yeah. You, no. <laughs> MRE it, it, it doesn't matter. If you poop it out, you put it right back in. Because you, you don't okay, you don't understand. When you keep it something, you don't swallow it. You just put it up there. So I, I get how the mechanics work. <laughs> Do you and know? actually, depend, no, it depends, right? Since the paper clip, you can expand it so it doesn't move. Then Think about that. That is fucking painful. That's dude. the hard part, but it doesn't matter because you got ten grand. Yeah, because that ten <laughs> grand's about to go back to stitching your asshole clothes. No, no, no. Paper paperclips aren't sharp. The point well, is, listen. Okay, it doesn't. Okay, if I were to take a paperclip, right, like a metal paperclip, and I were to unfold it, and I were to straighten it out, and I were to jab you in the asshole with it, it's gonna fucking cut you, bitch. Yeah, but it's not gonna cut me oh, ten thousand yeah. dollars worth of damage. Well, it depends on how far in it goes. I think it's different if it's in your Look, me and Spatuli have established that we have good insurance, so... <laughs> That's fair. Uh, where am I putting it? I'm putting it at the bottom of my cat litter box. Yeah, but see, that could be sifted through. I think uh, a realistic... Do you think spot... that some guys want to come in here and sift through my cat shit? If they're a good detective. You know what's a really, really good spot, though? On top of a ceiling fan, not on the blade, but on the motor itself. Put it right on top of there. Nah. Ain't no one looking at it. Yeah. Electrical outlet. <laughs> um. What? Yeah. Beh- like you take off. Like the behind plate. the cover. Yeah. You take. No. Okay. Okay. No. 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 You take the face yeah. plate off. You mm-hmm. take the box out, and then you put it in there, and then you put it all back. Oh, oh. I've got an even better one than the one that I was. Okay. Thinking. Um. Go. Basically, uh, in my apartment, I have network cabling all throughout the uh, the house, and it is stapled along the baseboard. Take out one of those staples and replace it with that. That'll work. Because Ooh, there's really like, because there's like two, three hundred feet of network cabling throughout my house, throughout my apartment. So like, do that. Uh, Oliver did say, as far as the pooping entire fiasco with a paperclip goes. If you bend it correctly, the poop won't displace it. And also, from experience, local anesthetic and a stitch back there ain't so bad. So, you know, there is that. Mink said, just throw it on the fucking roof. <laughs> no, but see, did the question specify, is he looking for a specific paperclip? It says, in your home. And I'm assuming it's a specific paperclip. Oh, yeah, I guess it says, in your home. So, the roof is not in your home. Um, 
And the detective just has 24 hours to find it. There are no other stipulations. I would, I would probably run it parallel along maybe one of the wirings inside one of my vape devices, so it looks like one of the wires. That, or I would probably uh, put a little piece of paper on it and uh, make it look like a bread tie. Akil, putting conductive metal inside of vape is not a what? good idea. You think you would know this? Well, Second no, I'm just the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I'm looking inside of this little device by Vandy Vape, right? And you can easily put it, like, right here next to the sled. There's no conductive materials or anything that would cause a hard short or whatever. But it looks like it would belong there as a conductive portion of the device. So, I mean... Oh, Oliver said if it's one specific paperclip, I would just put it in a box of 10,000 similar paperclips. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Mink said, shower curtain holder, the uh, end caps come off. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Drugs. I swear. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, this is me just being this is a where baby. where to hide here. your stash, bro. Yeah, that's what this <laughs> question, is. question is. Yeah, you know what? This question is actually probably from the feds, and it's like, where would you hide a paperclip? Wink. <laughs> and they're just trying to figure out where to search the next time they unlawfully raid someone's house. Our FBI if you can't find my drugs, do I get $10,000 still? <laughs> FBI comes in, it's like, okay, everybody check this guy's asshole. <laughs> no, without a warrant. I saw a, thing on, I saw a thing on Reddit. We got a warrant right here, buddy. We, we get to search everything in this premises. You are currently in this premises. Slap! Bend that over, bitch. Me. I don't know how many of y'all saw that South Park episode for the Toilet Security Administration, but it's a, Holy sir, fuck. I'm going to need you to check your asshole. I need to check your asshole, sir. That's exactly <laughs> what this would be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, okay. Um, do we have any others for this one? Before Dear we God, I hope not. One? Uh, let's see. Oh, Tim is here. Hi, Tim. Um, so, Tim, the reason why I deleted the, uh, the car keys one, so there was one after this, by the way, podcast, where it was the similar premise of a question, but instead of a paperclip, it was a pair of car keys, and the FBI has seven days and the entire force of the FBI to find your car keys. So the answer for that one, Tim put uh, car keys in a major impound lot uh, for key on the key rack. A paperclip would be on a piece of paper in the police station. But it's in your home. Remember, the qualifier for the paperclip is that the paperclip must be hidden inside your home. Uh, curtain rods work. They work, too. They come apart. And, yeah, it's a paperclip in the home. The car keys can be anywhere. To which, at that point, I think I would just put, like, you know, a little pirate map or something and just huck them off the coast of Florida or whatever. Because the FBI would have to deal with Florida Man and also methed out alligators. And I don't think they're going to do that. Just for some car keys. That would, that would be it. Or maybe just hook it in the Everglades. Same, same response. But, okay. Anybody else have any answers? Inside the wall. For the paper I clip. got one. If yeah. it's a female police investigator, I'm going to put it in between the toilet seat and the rim of the bowl. Ha! <laughs> if it's a female detective? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So I'm gonna, we're going to move on to the next one. So adults, what is some advice that you would give to kids? Simple. Just flat out? Yeah, just some advice you want to give to, that, that you give to a kid. Uh, learn how the markets work. Learn how to balance your checkbook. 
and work as soon as possible. Get that money. Credit. Oh credit. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Credit. like learn credit. Don't overspend your means. You guys got the wackiest boomer advice right now. Do drugs. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do all the drugs you can, but do it no, minimally. No, 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 I think do it, do it minimally. I think that there are certain things that everybody should try. Honestly, I I can say like there there are people that I know that did uh drugs younger. Uh and not a lot of them, but they just kind of tried them out or whatever. And most of them are insanely successful, whereas all of the other straight-laced people I met are kind of on the struggle bus. Well, now, that's dude, clearly dude, correlation. good drugs, like, you know, acid, LSD, Molly, stuff like that. Like, stay away, stay away from that's crack and meth, okay? And heroin's probably not a good one to try either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, dude, I was fucking dropping acid and doing DMT when I was, like, 16. Allegedly, no, one hundred percent. Statute of limitations is up on that. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, continue. Allegedly, <laughs> you're a little late. Just, I'm just throwing the allegedly out there. Damn it. No, I think that there are key moments in your life where you should do some fun things and open up your perception of the world. But no, for sure, at certain ages. Yeah, I mean, for kids, though, like, what what are we constituting as a kid? Like, anything before the age of 13? Because this question is pretty broad. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's super open-ended, but, like, if you were just to give advice to a kid, what would that advice be, I guess? When you punch, thumb goes outside the fist. Ooh, that one's actually really good. <laughs> Don't shit where you sleep. Yeah. You think a kid's going to get the metaphor? Or are no, you legitimately talking about physical Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying to prevent and return, think? bro. Come on. I was going to say. Uh, find what you love and let it kill you. That's that's a really confusing thing to Great. say with kids. Good that's job, Spatuli. We're going to have I small know. children running around looking for dinosaurs now. And they're going to get fucking eaten like in Jurassic Park. No, those become a paleontologist. Find your hey, find find two passions oh, in life me. early on. Make sure make sure you don't marry one of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn! Damn! Which, whichever the two that you're least passionate about, find a way to make money from it. Uh, I will say, so in, in chat, from the do drugs, do stupid shit young, learn how to spell and change your tire, uh, Mel did say, I have never balanced a checkbook. Uh, there was also take mushrooms. And then, Tony, as a fellow parent, I think taking drugs and alcohol off the pedestal early is a good thing. Uh, no, I don't think it is. And I will explain why, right? Okay, so there's this theory that I've come up with over the years and it's the sheltered child syndrome right it's this idea that you spend so much time telling your kids what not to do for so long that when they finally hit that rebellious stage they're like i was told not to do this i'm gonna go gangbusters and that's what happens right or when they get their first taste of freedom they go crazy because they don't understand 
that this could have been done in moderation, right? And they feel like they have to hide it from you because you've already concerned great disdain in this topic, so they don't want to tell you. And honestly, I think that's why there's a lot of issues with kids right now and doing drugs and the opioid epidemic and all of this bad shit and people dying from fentanyl. Because yep. these people were so sheltered, they were told, drugs are horrible, they're bad, we wouldn't approve of that, we wouldn't love you, we'd kick you out of the house, da 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 And the second you get that taste of freedom and you're like, yo fuck my parents you're gonna yeah. do whatever oh no no i think I yeah think that, that freedom actually, turns into resentment i think oliver is actually in agreement with you uh oh, like perfect because oliver said off the pedestal like so it becomes accessible yes okay no good great we're on the same fucking page i i kind of agree there only because um and i've mentioned this story once before on the podcast or maybe it was once on stream i can't remember but um i used to work with a dude who was the cousin of the family that paves Hartsfield International Airport. Like they got money, money. And every single week, like on Friday, Saturday, they'd be like, hey, Akil, after work, you want to go down and do Coke with Waka Flocka? And every single weekend, I would go, no, I do not want to go do Coke with Waka Flocka. And it turns out that the, my, I guess, subordinate, whatever, because I was his manager. Um, he and his cousin were coming back coked out of their skulls and they're in his cousin's Ferrari F430 and shot off the road and hit a tree. The car caught fire and both of them on fire were crawling out of the embankment and flown out to Grady, which is like the biggest trauma center in the Southeast. And the cousin died. The, the dude who I knew um, he was burned, I think, over 70-something percent of his body. And he, like, he recovered everything of that nature. After he was out of recovery, he came back to work. You know the first thing he asked me? Hey, Keel, you want to go down on Saturday and go do Coke with Waka Flocka? Like, at there, at, at, to me, there's a point where when you, when you compress the abilities or restrict the abilities of a child to explore the world around them... It becomes a spring, and once they have the freedom to explore, and they don't know limitations, they don't know, you know, responsibilities or anything like that, it becomes an insanely, it becomes a much more dangerous place for now this young adult. And so I do agree with Tony Oliver and Mel here, where it's like, you know, if you provide a safe spot for your child to explore stuff, they'll learn early on, and from that learning, it becomes an easier yes or no on stupid life decisions as opposed to being forced to wait to become an adult. And those actions you take can literally cost you your life. Yep. So that's, that's also where I'm at on it. Yeah, because like if you're denied something for so long and then you finally get a taste of it, of course – for the most part, most people are going to go, okay, I'm just going to go full bore until I can't do it anymore, but not realize how far they can, how far they've actually went. Right. So yeah, exactly. like, if, if they don't have any experimentation with whatever the fuck they're doing, they're just going to keep on going until it fails. And that failure could end up, could, could be death. I would actually posit that that's why, um, the rate of not only alcoholism, but, uh, like, drunk accidents are so much higher in the States than in countries where 
drinking with your family for dinner, whether it's the Italian families, the German families, like places where it is a hundred percent more acceptable, like that taboo of alcohol or the fun of alcohol or whatever you want to call it is gone because you see it the same way that you just see another beverage. You're just like, Hey, like it's, it's just a drink. It's not something where it's like, Oh man, I'm just going to go get fucked up. Now it's not to say that, you know, these other cultures don't have people that get fucked up all the time, but I would bet money that the rate of accidents and even death with alcohol abuse is lower in countries like Germany and Italy compared to here in the States. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a country, I think, I don't I think, is it not Finland? Uh, it might be Sweden. I'm not sure. There's a country where I think once you're 12 years old, you can legally go to a bar and have a drink with your parents written permission. I wouldn't be surprised. I, like if that that. Was the, I think that we should, uh, if Yakub was here, we would ask him and I'm pretty sure he would say that's the Czech Republic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could I could even see it being the Czech Republic because like there are these countries are much more hey, this is a family thing. And so if the kid is going to be exposed to it at some point in their life anyway, why not do it in a cultural setting where they're going to be safe and the entire community is behind the support and watching out for these yep. youngins that mm. are learning. But so another, another big that. thing too most European beers and a lot of like old world European wines, they have a lower ABV. Well, right? yeah. So like a daily drinking beer, a daily drinking beer, like a German beer for the most part is what? Like two and a half percent, three percent. So it's not like, okay, it's not like you're getting obliterated off fucking a six pack. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. So and then, yeah, like in America, I would like what, you to what, tell what, your, I, I would like you to ask your uh, uh, Italian ancestors about their wine and how uh, watery it was. Uh, it was well, most of it was all homemade. So it's like once the fermentation's done, they never aged it. It was table wine. So it's just like, um, and if it was too strong, they just put more water in it. That's it. That's how it went. Super simple. So- I mean, and that's that's the thing. Like, even at the Irish pub that I used to go to before it closed down, um, you would see parents, like, and it's a deep, or it was, it was a deep, deep, deep Irish pub. Like, so Irish that the bartender, we're pretty sure, allegedly, was potentially a part of a resistance group in Ireland. That kind of deep. I wasn't going to say it, allegedly. allegedly. But yes, uh, like the, like, he, you know how like if you meet someone who's like old world Italian, you kind of can pick up if they've got like mob vibes on them or like connected vibes off of them. I have no <laughs> idea, Spatuli. <laughs> Did he have car bombing vibes? <laughs> the, well, the thing is, like, we saw him jump the bar and beat the shit out of someone. Like, but it's this deep level of Irish, and the thing is, is that Irish Americans would bring their kids in, and you know, in the U.S., you're not allowed to even do that. But under the protection of this bar, you would have the ability and see that these parents would bring their kids in and it's a family. Like, hell, I'm a giant fucking Indian that's walking in with a Scot and a German. And we went in so often that when we would go in, we would be greeted in, I don't know what the actual language is and I don't want to like 
ostracized. I don't I don't want to be like, oh, it's Irish because that's I don't. Would it be know Gaelic? Irish is most I likely, Gaelic. I was gonna say probably Gaelic, but I don't know enough about Irish culture to be like, oh, it's totally Gaelic. But we were greeted in whatever traditional fashion, and we were treated like family. Like they would look out for a one another, and we would help look out for people too. Like, um, so like it was it was a different vibe because you're in there, you're you're taken care of. And I think that sense of communal raising and protecting of the kids is objectively dead. I don't think it exists here in the States anymore. And you really only see it in like immigrant communities nowadays. And maybe that's a generalization and I could be wrong. You guys tell me what your, uh, your experience is. I know Spatuli probably would have some and maybe no, even Yanni no, too. No, you're right. I think, um, but it's understandable both ways though, right? So on one side you have, you know, let the kids experience what they experience when they want to. And then the other side is, well, let's shelter them until they're protected. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because then they, at the end of the day, it comes down to ideology and that's all subjective. So it's difficult. I mean, I can understand that too. Um, I just know like growing up in the like, you know, traditional Indian community, uh, Indian families are super, super fucking conservative. Like the stereotype of you need to focus on your schoolwork first. You're not going to go play the video games. You cannot have the shooting video games. They're too violent for you. Like all of that shit I grew up with. It's not just a stereotype. Like that shit existed. I lived it. And I had a lot of friends where once they went to college, they were fucking insane because now this entire world of drugs, alcohol, everything is just there. And then you're going to frat parties, isn't it? Fucked up. Like it's it's an entirely different world. Whereas like I I rebelled in my household at a you know, like 14, 15 years old. And objectively, I came out a little better adjusted than most of the people that like I was in the community with growing up like yeah most of them turned out to be doctors or whatever but still like i i know what they've done i see you patels anyway um but we've got the next one coming up which is unless anyone else has any advice to give to children i don't think yes, no. when i'm allowed to when give advice a, to children <laughs> when you when you are in a fight it's okay to go for the balls wait wait no yeah, yes. fuck you. Yes, there's no, no such no, thing no. as a fair fight. The only fair fight you win is the one that you win. Use anything and everything to your advantage. Kick them in the fucking Amen. dick. Fucking hit them, hit them with whatever you got in your fucking hand reach. There is no such thing as a fair Clear, fight. Clearly, Spatulia nah, has never heard of Krav Maga. No. Which is one of the dignity, most... Group. You fight with dignity unless fuck someone that. is bringing something else besides their fist to a fight. Nope. I will say this. Okay, so fuck I, had this, I had this... Uh, this chat about like an honorable fight where there's no honor in fights. My 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 student to be father in law, a very 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 experienced fella. Um, which if you guys actually want to see him, go look on the Brownlove page. The dude's a fucking fridge. He he's massive. But I was talking to him about this idea of honor and fighting, and he was like, "No, like you fight to win. Mm-hmm. Like you fight to effectively end the threat." And that was that was kind of it. That's that's how the conversation went. Because whether you cup your hands and you perforate the eardrums, you gouge out the eyes, 
if you are in a fight, like it's a legitimate, like not just a, all right, we're going to meet behind the chilies because we got fucked up on like $2 coolers. Not that. But like a legitimate fight where like your health and wellness is at stake. You do what you can to end it quickly and make sure the threat is no longer a threat, period. Like full stop. Yeah. So if you yeah. want if you want what people consider a fair fight, then take it to like a boxing ring or an MMA ring. But like yeah, if, but we, no if, if, if we if we fighting because you done pissed me off or something like that or you done run your damn mouth too much, no, nope, nope. I'm gonna do anything and everything I can See, to hurt you. I will say back in like the '90s, like when I was uh, when I went to the police athletic league for summer camp, when you know we did boxing, all of that kind of shit, where there was this still idea of a gentleman's fight i would agree with you but in this modern day like you never know when someone's just gonna pull up just to be an asshole and like i've experienced it more being 31 and just walking around than i ever have period and i mean i got some i got some hate after 9 11 but like nowadays you don't know what what someone is going to do so the moment that like myself my family my loved ones are aggressed upon that is a problem and i'm gonna try and de-escalate but if you start to assault myself or those i'm with it's that's it well like, that, that, that's that's what i'm saying like if you want to yeah when fight, i it's gonna be in like a boxing ring or an mma ring yeah like that that's you you want to just just we're gonna use fist okay that like that but like out on the street oh no no man it's uh, uh, there is a like here's and here's the fun thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna mention, um, in Canada, okay, uh, you are allowed uh, like legally you are allowed to defend yourself with equal to or slightly greater than the force that is being that you're being threatened by, okay, so if somebody pulls a knife on me or somebody comes up and punches me and I shoot him I go to jail, okay, because he's coming at me with fists that's one thing. Somebody's coming at me. Okay, if I'm in a fight, I'm not in... I'm getting into a fight because some guy is attacking me for whatever fucking reason. I'm eliminating the threat, period. If that includes taking my... Uh, taking a, a, like a, a knife-edge like strike with my hand to the guy's balls and busting one of them, I'm gonna fucking do it. So this Absolutely. honorable fight this honorable fight bullshit can fuck right off. Well, this isn't the goddamn, this isn't a schoolyard. Okay. This isn't, we're not like fucking 10, 15 years old, whatever. All right. I'm fucking 40 years old. If I'm, if somebody's fighting me, if somebody is attacking me, I'm going to fucking end it. Yeah. I'm aware. But for me personally, I, I don't give a shit if the other side is fighting whatever they want to fight. I still fight with dignity because at the end of the day, I always grew up. It doesn't matter if I take someone's life or not. That, their casket has to be an open casket for the respect of their family. That's the way I was raised. That's such a that's such that's a like so fucking yeah, no, 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 no. You said it point. That is a mob mentality. That is a mob Fuck answer. Off. That's what that is. But that's fact. Like, like no, what is Fuck that. I'm gonna present your body to your family well dressed. Like, ugh, I got shivers. No, that's just that. how it is. But okay. So in the next one, welcome um, to the real world where shit like that don't actually happen, bud. Oh, we, you'll be. I could tell. Oh, you it does. It, it screen, does. But... Like, like, like. I, I, I'll stick up for Spatuli on this one. That's how the mob operates, and still operates. Like you may not go allegedly, with that, allegedly, allegedly, but I'm not the mob hit for this. will do that. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't worry, right. you're good. Don't worry about it. Oh, yay. Thank you. Forget about it. Um, but the next question, we already have a huge answer from Oliver. So let me read the question first. What is a good weakness to mention in a job interview? Now, originally, Oliver had said, hey, can I come through and chat and, uh, and voice this one because it's hella triggering for him. However, for those of y'all who don't know, we do a lot of mic checking and shit like that. We want to make sure that this podcast is equally balanced on all that shit. So we couldn't have Oliver in voice chat for this one. But I will read his answer for y'all. <clears throat> and he says, as someone that has given over a thousand interviews over the past decade, fuck companies asking these bullshit questions. Interviews should be a conversation with questions from both sides that answer real questions, not bullshit HR psychological questions that the interviewer doesn't even know how to interpret. And you know what? That's fair. Like, I had an entirely different answer for this entire what's a good weakness to mention for myself, because I've been asked that in multiple interviews. In fact, like, you know, I've been in corporate America for five years now, and I've had the question asked by bosses that I work for, like, oh, well, what's your what's your biggest strength and what's your biggest weakness? And at times you have the answer where it's like, oh, like my biggest weakness is also my greatest strength and answers like that. But objectively, I feel like Oliver hit it on the head and like it it doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense for that question to be asked in the first place. No, it's because, a stupid fucking question. I hate it. Well, because the person asking you is most likely not a fucking trained like therapist, well, that's, that's, psychologist. That's just point. When, you, when you when you run into that situation, you tell them honesty. And if they say something like, "Well, I don't think honesty is like a big weakness," and then you just then your there, response is, "Well, I don't give a fuck, fuck what, what you, you think. think." Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that exact same thing. I was about to say that exact same thing. That man. sounds like a Tony answer through and through. Like Tony, what's your biggest weakness? Fuck you. What? Yep. I know something that makes. I you am brutally insane. honest. I, I'm brutally honest, and I swear a lot. That's. I, I know. I know a weakness that would fail in almost any kind of like service job or anything like that, and that's saying. I don't view my coworkers as a big family. And they'd be like, we can't have that here. That's, that's fucking hilarious. But the no. funniest one no, is like corporations. my most recent job has not had any of that. We are a family thing. It's like, you're here. You got me. You're making sure everything's going well. Keep up the good work. These guys can be your friends or they don't have to be. It's up to you. Yep. Well, I love it when corporations are like, oh, we treat everybody like a family. Really? Because why can't I support mine then? Like, fuck. You treat, yeah, you treat everybody like here like a family? Right well, that's, that's great. Does great. that mean that you're going to be increasing my uh, my pay by $30, a w uh, $30 an hour? Exactly. But you're not. Are you trying to tell me that you would let your children starve because they can't afford rent or they have to pick between rent and food this week? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Fuck uh, off, actually, bullshit. Uh, Oliver commented again, do not be honest in an interview. So nope. if you can expand oh, yeah, on lie that, your ass do. off. Oh, no, you it. fucking lie through your teeth. Fake no, it sure. till you make it, cuz. Oh, 100%. I feel like that's the definition of my life. Like, it's just been just, just, just bullshit your way through life. And so far, I think it's been okay. No, but like, as an employer myself, um, you know, to Oliver's first uh, answer, I second that 100%, right? I, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to psychoanalyze a motherfucker that is going to work for me. To me, that's ridiculous, right? It's either look. I, I requested for you to come in for an interview because I think you might have a potential 
to do the job of which I'm asking you to do, right? I don't give a shit what your fucking, you know, what your psychotic or psychosis, whatever the fuck you want to call it. As long as you can do your fucking job, that's all that matters. Are you good at doing your job? Cool. If not, I'll get rid of you and hire somebody else. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah it's and like, actually, I'm not asking you 21 motherfucking questions about random fucking shit. Like, oh, if I gave you a pen, how can you sell it to me? Why the fuck does that matter? I So I got that one, and I deadass looked my uh, interview in the face, and I went, well, I won't be able to sell you this pen, but I did sell chicken wings to vegetarians. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. But uh, Oliver did say that uh, in chat, do not lie on things that are verifiable, but tell them what they want to hear. So that's a lot of good advice, too, for those of you who are listening or live with us that are preparing to, you know, find another job, get into the job market, whatever it is. Keep these things in mind, because that is a lot of experience that Oliver and Spatuli are bringing to the table. And I... You know, sorry, sorry. I have they... a story. Oh, go ahead. Um, but I'll wait until you're done what you're saying. So, uh, and Oliver said that's also that advice is for entry and middle management. So, throwing that out there. But Tony okay. had the giggles, and then Cotier is going. So, go. Okay. So, do you want to go first, Tony? Or uh, mine's real quick. I promise. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, my last interview, when they asked me what my weakness was, my exact response was. Dude, bro, bro, come the fuck on. Okay, that was my response. And then when they asked me what my weakness was, it's a job. Before that, um, stupid questions get stupid answers. So I said cake. <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> Not yep. even yeah, like, I, I mean, most professional yeah. interview. They're like, what's your biggest weakness? I'm like, I don't know, cake. And just left it at that. <laughs> okay. So... I, I worked in sales for a bit. I've worked in customer service, technical support, call centers, everything like that. Okay. And so in an interview, I had the, if, if you're, if I, I want you to sell me this pen thing. Okay. Buddy handed me like this, like what looked like most likely a graduation present type stationary pen or whatever. He hands it to me and says, sell me this pen. And I said, sure. And I put it in my pocket. And he says, what are you doing? It's like, well, you just gave me a pen. I'm going to take it. He's like, well, no, that's my pen. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's fine. So, uh, let's, so let's just continue with the interview. And so we did and everything like that. And I got up and he says, but you still haven't tried to sell me the pen yet. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. And so we get to the end. He's like, can I have a pen back? Yeah, 10 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, you want your pen? Yeah, $10. <laughs> and, and he's like, wait, hold on. And I'm like, what? You wanted me to sell you the pen? Either you give me 10 bucks or I'm walking out with it. <laughs> I did not get the job, by the way. <laughs> I, I did not get that job. But oh, that was a good time. I, now, have... to be fair, to be fair, I wasn't like I was already like employed. I was just going to that place because. Um, they had fired me for a bullshit reason, and they were doing a hiring thing under new management. The person that I had gotten fired because of, that everybody, including all of the management, knew was a full bullshit thing, 
uh, she had a couple of her friends lie about something that I did, which I didn't do. And I went into the interview and I went to this job fair, like this open house job thing. Uh, and that's when they were like, oh my God, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. New location. Nice place. It's great. And whatever. And it's like, oh, we're so glad that you're here because we didn't really want to fire you. And it's like, well, then why did you? And it's like, because HR made us. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And uh, so we, and that's when I, when I did the thing. And, that was, and, it was, and it was to the manager that had fired me. I obviously gave the pen back, but you I know. wouldn't. Have. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be escorted I mean, I out by security. Okay. I I wouldn't have been. I didn't want to be escorted out by security. Let's just put it that way. But anyway, so I I gave it back to them and I said, "Yeah, that's a bullshit question. You shouldn't ask it." And then I walked out. <laughs> it was great. Oh, good times. Um. So Fuck, let's sorry. Just no, you're good. You're good. You're good. All nostalgia. Uh, do we have anybody else for any of this advice? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, um, this is all allegedly, but of course it is. Look, depending on what type of job you're looking for, you could put that bachelor's degree on your goddamn resume as long as it's from a community college. No one's checking that shit. Just saying. I mean. But don't listen You're to not... me because that's a federal crime. But hey, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, given given the entire amount of uh, lies that different predatory schools and lenders did just to make money off of people trying to get at minimum. Wait, wait, I think that's the perfect segue into the uh, weekly fuck the Fed boys. Brought I mean, you buy vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I love how that's just a, that's just basically a segment now, or like a sentence that just happens. But, um, okay, so the next one, what is something that people learn too late in life? <laughs> and, uh, credit. Their uh, greatest regrets, odd, oddly enough. Definitely compound interest. Yep. That too. And, you know, what backs, uh, like, fiat money and stuff like that. People don't know about that. They really should. But that's, I would all, also, that's all inside baseball. So. I would also say just like learn to enjoy the little things that you that make you happy. Like quit sure. trying to be happy for other people because mm-hmm. you spend so much of your life trying to appease other people where objectively speaking, those yeah. other people are not going to be that integral part of your your like the, the piece of your soul. Like, you got to do you, boo-boo. Just yep. whatever makes you happy, do that thing. Yeah, I think another, a really big thing, too, and this goes for fucking, I guess, really any age, is, uh, you know, don't count your failures as failures. Count them as, you know, learned lessons and move on from them. You know, actually, speaking on that one, like, um, I don't think I've ever said it on stream or even on the podcast, because the podcast is still new compared to how long I've been doing the stream. But, like, I get burnout doing this shit almost on the daily. It's exhausting. Um, and, like, when you end up, like, every, every night after I finish a, a stream uh, or anything like that, I compile my numbers, I put them in an Excel spreadsheet, I track my data, everything like that, because that's also what I do for a job. Like, looking at data, crunching data, and then turning that data into reports that can be demonstrated for growth or whatever 
And there are times that, like, I'll just look at Ari and be like, why the fuck am I still doing this? Like, it's it's brutal. But objectively, if you stop beating yourself up over those things, you end up being happier for it. And she'll give me a kick in the ass almost literally and be like, hey, you have fun with the boys playing games. You guys, as a collective, do a lot for children. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't even consider any of those things. She's like, yeah, do you know how happy you are when you just, like, get to relax? And I'm like, I don't even notice it because I'm too focused on, like, oh, man, I got to hit partner. I got to do this. I Whatever. But objectively speaking, it's slowly coming to terms with accept where you are with things. And if you want to grow, then, you know, do that. But it sounds harder than it is. So when you're happy doing the thing that you're doing, don't take away from your own happiness. Otherwise you're never going to find a little bit of peace. So there is that. I want to add something and it's going to sound kind of fucking depressing and all that stuff, but it's something that people legitimately need to know. You are not going to be great at everything. No matter how hard you try or how hard you work. There are things in life that it's just, it's people. Like, you you just, you can't. So don't get, like, if you try to do something and, and you can't, and you're like, I put all this time and effort into it, why can't I, you, it, it's just, it's, you can't. Not everybody can do everything. Um, I, you know, I, I know, like, it, Looking back at it as an adult, I think it's the stupidest thing that we were told as kids is you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And I think that's bullshit. You can't. And like I said, I know it sounds downing and depressing and all that stuff, but it's the truth. Like, there are... Don't get like overly discouraged that you poured all this time and stuff in and like, I just, I can't master it. It's certain people aren't are just not cut out for certain things it sucks but it's a fact of life Mm -hmm. but i think like on that note itself though right with the you know when you grow up be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do yes that's a thing but don't expect wealth and happiness to be to come with what you want to be and what you want to do in life if you know i'm saying so it's like Okay, cool. You want to be, I don't know, a fucking race car driver. Cool. But don't expect it to be given to you or that, you know, I put a a minimal amount of work in it and I'll become that, right? So, like, obviously, dedication and hard work is one thing. But if it doesn't pay off or, let's say, it's not paying off, take a step back and weigh your options and deeply consider if this is what you truly want to do. It's like stuff like that. So have a passion, but have multiple passions. Don't be just headstrong about one fucking thing, just in case it blows up. Because you don't want to be stuck with one dream that blows up, and then now you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, and that's why, and it it got mentioned earlier, where it's like, find your passions. Because I think Mm -hmm. what also ends up happening is, people get so buried in working, that 
that's all they become because that's all that they're worried about. Yep. But if you find the ability to escape whatever it is and just do what makes you happy, do that thing. And in chat, actually, Oliver said uh, one of the things that you should learn is not giving up on life, life experiences just to save for retirement. Because all that means is that uh, you don't grow, you don't get to enjoy life, and then you get old and crippled. And by the time, like by the time you get to enjoy life, mm-hmm. um, do you boo boo is the most gangster shit advice. Uh, I'm utterly exhausted every day, but I really enjoy making land and properties work. So yeah, and I mean even nighttime. Nighttime said I enjoy making music for the seven people that hear it. Now between two streamers, I think you're at like twelve. But still, like. If you enjoy the things that you do, don't let people take that away from you. Enjoy the thing, right? Like, you have literally only one life. Like, be happy with the things that you're going to do with it. You -hmm. you don't have time to, like, you know, to, to look back on it and be mad or curmudgeonly or whatever the fucking words are about it. Like, get, find the thing that makes you happy and do that thing. It's pretty, to me, I guess it's pretty on that easy. But that's also because, like, growing up, I guess, you know, culturally the way I did, it was always, again, that stereotypical focus on education, 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 education. And I get where my parents were coming from. I do. Because they came from a world where, like, that education was your ticket to not being in a literal mud hut. Um and so I, I get it. And I understand why the focus is so hard. But I also watch like now where they're established and I'm like, hey, you guys are still stressing over these little things. You guys want to do something for, for you guys? And they're just stuck in that mindset of having to keep grinding. Yep. Um, it's, it's rough to watch it. So find find your thing. The other thing I'll say is I've met and hung out with a lot of absurdly stupid rich people. Like, the dumb kind of rich where it's fuck you money. And I'll tell you what, they are some of the most unhappy people I've ever met. Either with a litany of divorces, broken families, people arguing over inheritances, fighting over wills. There's so much shit that comes with this grind to, like, quote-unquote, make it. And objectively is that really living if all you're doing is now stressing over you know the vast amount of money that you've made just to ostracize your loved ones is that really worth it i don't know to me it's not maybe for some other people it is but at least for me it's it's not worth losing your friends and family over over that because yeah like money would make things better for sure but I don't know. I've seen more people torn apart because of it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But any of y'all got anything else for that one? Uh, okay. Yeah, oh, which one was it again? It was the what yeah, do people learn to oh. in life? Freaking. Yeah, pretty much everything, man. It's like just fucking live your life. Don't like. Yeah. Yeah, like live your yeah. life. Don't fucking worry about what other people think of you. They have a problem. Go fuck themselves. Yeah, you know, like like Kiel said, like do what you, do what you like that makes you happy. Yeah, but don't expect anything out of what makes you happy besides happiness and joy. Yeah, 
if you expect anything more out of that, it won't be a joy to do anymore. Yeah. So. Um. So we're gonna do one more because I realize we are wow. Um. So we'll do this last one then. Actually, I'll let I'll let you guys look at this one and see which one you guys want to do. There's either what did the weird kid do in your school that you'll never forget? What is something that's classy when you're rich but trashy when it's poor? When you're poor? That's uh, a what video game? Classic. Uh, yeah. Uh, what video game made you rage the most, or what modern social trend pisses you off the most? So, what is the what is the one we want to do? I was thinking Ugh. the weird kid at your school one. Well, I think the last one's off the limit. The I think yeah we, I, that we have too many uh, converging ideas. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna start a fight, and we are too late in this show. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't got time for that today. Yeah. Um. So okay, how about this? Let's end on a, a little more fun one. Um, what video game made you rage the most and why? Ooh, for me, for some reason, when I play Halo, I just, actually, well, okay, I guess it's a scale. So Halo would be like number number two. Number one is uh, Injustice. Um, it's not that I'm not good at fighting. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm average at like, you know, combo fighting game, but, uh, I raged so hard against my friend one time cause he left and it was just me and he, I was basically a free for, I got him down to literally one health. He did a 32 move combo off my full health and killed me right off a of one bar health. He had, I raged so hard. I literally snapped my Xbox controller in half with my bare hands. That's how much, that's how angry I was. Right. And ever since that day, I have not played a single fighting game ever since that day right it's just i don't know losing losing in fighting games to me this makes my blood fucking boil and then halo halo is i guess you could talk about halo getting like fucking oh raging i don't i don't understand it it's just like when i get killed randomly off a headshot from a sniper it's across the map from an invisible dude on a you know spawn basis it definitely gets you mad uh what about you coach here oh god uh most fps games that's um, valid although you're getting you're getting fucking i'm doing pretty decent Valor. when it comes to valo i'm pretty, doing pretty good with that one like i've been putting in the time but i mean i also put in the time when i used to play call of duty too right and it's just like fucking i can't even fucking stand that game like it just pisses me off so much. Uh, one that unexpectedly pissed me off the most, though, and I mean unexpectedly, Fall Guys. Oh, I feel you on Fall, Fall Guys. guys. Oh, Fall Guys, oh my is God. I, here's yeah, the thing: absolutely. I love that game. I absolutely love that game. It's so much fun. But I can only play, like, maybe two rounds before I'm like, fuck you, you motherfucking fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Fuck off. And then just get out of it, because, like, I can't. Like, yeah, I, I will, I, I lose my shit it makes majorly when I play that white game. girl, because he can't even. He can't even. Yeah. But I'll tell you, those first couple of rounds, though, they're fucking hilarious and fun. I love it. Uh-huh. But I cannot play more than two games of that before I fucking rage because it's just like, yeah, you're probably fucking cheating somehow. Fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh my god. 
Anyways, so yeah, that's um, <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my thing. Yeah, that's, okay. that's my answer. Uh, Biggin, what about you? Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Ooh, I know Tony. Where the fuck did Tony go? I know he dropped out. Early. He went home oh. earlier. Okay. Not, but yeah, not, not, not because of just any feature of the game. That was just when I got into like online and like started getting competitive in online gaming. And yeah, there were several moments where, yeah, that was rough. But it was that's probably one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see, Yanni. What about you? See, that's the weird thing. I play Escape from Tarkov. I play all of the Dark Souls games. I play Dirt Rally. I play Ready or Not, and it's and which is basically SWAT and it's enrage-inducing realism. I play Ride. I play Hunt Showdown, and yet the game that makes me the most frustrated ever is Endless Space Two slash Stellaris, where your whole game and strategy strategy can be collapsed out of sheer bad luck and that is the one thing none of those games relate to it in that every single one of those situations where you die you were in control of a situation where you could have put yourself in a better place or done something better in that game you get fucked over because you were way because you couldn't predict the future 500 minutes ahead of you yeah Ooh. stellaris is another one of them uh, uh i don't get frustrated when i play stellaris because i know i suck at that game for me, it's not Stellaris, it's Endless Space 2, mostly. That's fair. But Stellaris, I know I'm not good at that game, like, at all. So, like, I'm okay with the whole, like, like, I, I don't rage at that game. I suck at it more than anything else, but I don't rage at it. Yeah. Um. So, for me, it would be Spyro. And um, the reason why, there's one particular level that really, really, like... I've never thrown a controller, broken a controller, or anything like that, because, you know, controllers are expensive, and I'm Indian. But, um, it was, number one, the controls on Spyro are fucking dumb. Like, it is, it is rough. But there's a level called Treetop Canopy, and if you've played Spyro, you know what level I'm talking about. And hmm? it is just an absolute pile of dog shit. And it is. It's so rage-inducing for no fucking purpose. Like Ari can tell you, and it's a. It's probably a good thing I didn't stream it, if only because the amount of swearing that came off at some point would have hit the threshold that Twitch doesn't even have yet. But I'll believe it. Was, it. it was bad. Um, and in fact, I think she actually put photos of me trying to play it, and like I was so hard focused on a kids' game. But that game is brutal. Um, but yeah, that's the one that made me rage the most. But do we have any more before we end for tonight, y'all? I think that's it for me. Yep, All right. Yeah, I'm, that's it. So yeah. podcast, that's going to be it for us today. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. And I think next week we may do, I, there's a concept that I was thinking about where it's like, you know, we sent a, t um, we sent a, a thing into space with a golden record containing, all of the, the monumental things that we as human beings have done um, basically to reach out to any foreign life out there. My concept is a little more, what if we talked about the video games that we would send on a thing into space for alien life forms to find? 
What if we just sent a giant middle finger the size of the ISS out into space? That'd be great, too. <laughs> so maybe maybe that'll be the next topic for next week. I'm not sure yet. I'm still fleshing out ideas. If you, the listeners, have any ideas, definitely feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook at brownlove010. Um, and again... We also appreciate your rates and reviews on either Apple Podcast or Spotify because that helps us grow. As we grow, we're able to do more for children. So please, please, please definitely share this with your friends, family, loved ones, paid ones, whatever. Share it around and let them know. And until next week, podcast, y'all have a wonderful time. Take care. And of course, from all of us to you. Bye. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.